Oh, my bad, guys. I was uh, tweeting when I'm supposed to be doing my job and paying attention to what I'm doing. Um, okay. Right. It had nothing to do with what we're talking about today. We're just talking about Tony Khan on Twitter again. This time about Jinder Mahal and poor Hook. He's probably at a strip club and enjoying a stripper's ass while all of this is going on. But you're here with us right now. It's Saturday morning. You know what time it is. It's time for some True Hill Heat, a recap of this week in professional wrestling. So let's get to it. Hello, hello, hello. It is me. It is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. We are live on the True Hill Heat. YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for True Hill Heat 259. Hard to hinder in the valley. We are here to discuss the latest wrestling news, including Tony Khan's latest outburst on social media, which starts Jinder Mahal versus Hook debate. A recap of this week in wrestling with AEW Dynamite Homecoming featuring the Young Bucks returning for a super kick retirement party for Sting at Revolution, Rampage, Collision, ROH TV, WWE SmackDown Raw, NXT. Final predictions for TNA Hard to Kill, NJPW Battle in the Valley, plus much, much more. And look at look at this. We got a different cast of characters from last week. But Mr. Clutch is here again. Our sixth man of the team, the artist extraordinaire, the top draw. It is Josh. What's up? How's it going, everybody? It's good to see you, top guy. I haven't seen him in a while. He is back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The return of the Mac. He is the president of Titan Nation. He is the OG co-host, the OG loudmouth. So if anyone enjoys my rants, it all was inspired by this man here. He is the uh, the resident true heel alcoholic and the candle maker, top guy JJ. You know, when you start getting old, but happy new year to you, Josh. I haven't seen you in forever, bro. Like, jeez, this was been like, like last summer or something. <laughs> Probably was it even listen, listen, man. Life goes by in a blink. Listen, SP, I feel like I just we 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 linked uh what what the fuck was it? Grand Slam or some shit? Oh yes, we, yes, yes, yes. We, we we got the tag for a quick minute at Grand Slam, you know, you know, um try to try to usher us in and people wasn't having it, you know, they you were know? all racist. They were all racist, you know. They were just some racist people. Wasn't asking the black, wasn't asking the white people for no media badges. Nah, nah. They wanted all your credentials. They even wanted your birth certificate. The badge for everybody. See, like I'm out of flashing and stuff. Nope. They was like, nope. Y'all niggas ain't gonna go nowhere. And, and, and you see this shit. This is this is when that returns. Unlike these. Fucking promo things where the guy is returning after fucking a week off. 
Like, like th- th- I feel like this is actually a return. <laughs> I've been gone for like seven weeks, seven, eight weeks. So all of December, which was pre-warned, by the way. Which you did. Was pre-warned, by the way. It was December. Holy shit. Happy New Year to all of you cats in chat. Happy New Year to the True Hill family. Happy New Year to USP. Happy New Year to all of the guys in the chat that's going to be incoming very soon. I know we are going to start building that up soon. My goodness, like the subscriber count. Just go on a fucking rant forever just on the intro alone. But Jesus, let's let's get this show on the road because this shit felt like a throwback. <laughs> this shit felt like a throwback today. Let's go. <laughs> We are going to discuss the latest wrestling news. If this is your first time watching our flagship podcast, we are here every single Saturday. So welcome. We're here at 11.05 a.m. Eastern time to discuss the latest wrestling news, a full recap of the weekend wrestling, whether it be WWE, AEW, New Japan, ROH, TNA. We'll sometimes sprinkle some stardom, some GCW independent scene in there. So welcome to the show. And we appreciate y'all show that appreciation back. Drop the thumbs up on this video. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family on all your favorite social media platforms. If you are new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here. And, of course, we are an interactive YouTube channel here. If this is your first time watching as well. So sound off in the live chat. We'll try to highlight as many of your comments as possible. Just, you know, like what you like. Just don't be a dick. And you won't get the ban hammer, and we won't see you ever again. You know, you can stay in our existence. I'm just letting that be care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add that to my usual intro. Don't be a dick. <laughs> you can be a heel, but don't be a dick. Uh, but yes, we appreciate y'all. So sound off. But of course, if you want to have your comment highlighted on screen, you can send a super chat donation. That is also important to what we do there. It goes back to the contributors that you see on screen. So those always help out. Or as Jimmy Macaram says, nigga, we're broke. We appreciate the love. Thank you. Uh, Negro Buck saying good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, Negro Buck, for joining us. We got Armand in the chat who's saying morning. We got Power Driver Finisher saying, damn, all credibility just like that. And I had faith in you, SP3. Dog one, hearty, hearty things up. <laughs> hey, I mean, I mean, you you come for the show. We got to wait for the clicks, though. Got to wait for the clicks if you're waiting for the show. So welcome. Uh, Francis Royal saying, what's up, THH and chat? And of course. We got to start things off with a super chat donation from our good friend Vala B. Thank you so much, Vala B. He says, you know, for a pretty eventful week, nothing really happened the last 72 hours at least. Sup, SP3 and Josh. How's it going, Top Guy JJ? How's it going? Y'all tell me how's it going? All of y'all, y'all gotta let me. Yeah, I know I have a feeling over these next like whatever. Hopefully, it's not four hours because you know I know SP like to make these shits WrestleMania episodes. Nope, nope. I got I I got my kids here. I can't do that. Okay, that 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 means that means that means that means we on like light skin time today, not even like color people time. (laughs) You know, mixed, mixed. Got got a white mama. Got a light skin time today. (laughs) Got Got a Hispanic mama. Got a Hispanic mama, white mama. Yeah, mix. We on light. We on light skin time here. Uh, we got 
Uh, also in the chat, our good friend Negro Buck, who says, I'm just waiting to see if Top Guy JJ tries to gaslight uh, SP3 like J News did on the Battle in the Valley preview yesterday. Yeah, that was that was some messed up shit. J News up here trying to gaslight me live on air because he, he's trying to say he's he's more Spanish than me. Of course you are. Your name is um, De, uh, De, what, De Santos. Of course you're more Spanish than me. Of course you um, can throw your R's better. Um, I don't have a Spanish bone in my body or a Spanish fiber in my soul. So there won't be any gaslighting on that part Appreciate today. Appreciate on that subject. Oh, but there's probably going to be some gaslighting today. <laughs> but yes, power driver finisher. That's what we're going to say now in the intro. Like, Don't leave any whole ass comments. I Samoa Joe says, I definitely love don't that. leave any home ass comments. <laughs> but yes, we appreciate y'all in the chat and we appreciate y'all show y'all support across social media and here on the channel as well as Patreon. So we start things off with our True Heel roll call, our top three conversation starters over on the True Hills uh, group page. We got number three, Stewie Palmer, number two, Reno Red, and number one, Joe Bellini. He's finally at number one after a couple of weeks at two and three. And then we got our Patreon backers. You got Vala B, ALW, Nick Jack. Alex McCarthy, Professor Chris, Austin K, Robert, Steve, Fifth Generation Carney, Ladarius, John AK, Russell Scopes, Dan, Kobe, Dolores, John Martin, DJ Eric, Marcus Ryan, James, Alan, Santo, Queen Monet, Christopher, and Victoria Kidd, and of course, Nick Tim. Thank you so much for supporting us over at patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. Always appreciate the support over there. Those so so important five dollars i mean three dollars a month and you get exclusive content plus you always will be included on our true heel roll call but let's get to what we missed and we're gonna start things off this week with aew dynamite homecoming from jacksonville florida at daily's place back home at the spiritual home of all elite wrestling but the rating was down quite a bit at 797,000 viewers, but the show featured, I thought it was a really good show. We had uh, the main event, which saw Sting and Darby Allen defeating the Don Callis families, Konosuke Takeshita, and Powerhouse Hobbs in a wild tornado tag that had some crazy spots like Darby getting flinged in the air and spinning, or Darby doing a coffin drop out of the crowd, or Sting almost trying to kill himself at 65. Uh, a little tidbit, Tony Tony Schiavone revealed in an interview with a radio station that he told Sting after referee Bryce Rensburg checked on Sting after this spot, he told him, you're an idiot. You know that, right? You don't need to do this. These people love you. These fans love you. <laughs> I was like, that is totally Tony Schiavone is Sting's Alfred. Sting is Batman and Tony Schiavone is Alfred. This totally works. It works in my head. Uh, we got the Young Bucks return in the post-match after Shivani axes Sting, who will be his opponents for his retirement match at Revolution. And they come out with a whole new look, new no facial, no uh, beard, only the mustache. Sting and Darby staring them down, setting up what seems like Sting's retirement match at Revolution. More on that in a bit. 
We had tributes to Brody Lee as Justin Vance, of the, formerly of the Dark Order and his protege in that group, and teamed up with Orange Cassidy, Dustin Rhodes, and Adam Copeland to beat Lance Archer, Brian Cage, and the Gates of Agony, while Anna Jay, the other protege of Bully, uh, Brody Lee, teamed up with Chris Statlander, Willow Nightingale, and Thunder Rosa to defeat Sky Blue, Julia Hart, Ruby Soho, and Soraya uh, in a pair of tribute eight-person tag team matches. You had Hangman Adam Page defeat Claudio Castanoli in an excellent back-and-forth opener. Uh, later in the night, he was involved in another segment on the show where Samoa Joe came out for his first real speech, his first promo as AEW World Champion, where he called out the roster for their ho-ass comments. He then said that there is a new championship protocol where you everyone will have to bring their record and their reputation to the championship committee to get an opportunity at him. This brought out some potential challengers in Swerve Strickland and then Hangman Adam Page. And then we had Hook with the Hook signal come out and challenge Samoa Joe for the AEW World Championship for next week's AEW Dynamite. So some big stuff going on for Samoa Joe in week one as AEW World Champion back at Jacksonville. But before we get into everybody's thoughts, we got to be joined by the princess of all the true heels, the pretty, the beautiful, the lovely Miss Chrissy Love arriving fashionably late. About damn time. I'm sorry. God. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. How y'all doing? Hi, friends. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. My Wi-Fi was not working. Sorry. Dag. I gave a, I, I let y'all know ahead of you gotta, time. You got, you got to check the Wi-Fi at like 10.45. 45. Yeah, I know. That's Sorry. how your Wi-Fi works. We all know. Somebody, somebody needs to leave that company that they with. That's, 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 that's I, I, trust me. I wish I could. If I could get rid of Optimum Cablevision. <laughs> They, they, no one else is in my area, unfortunately. I'm sorry, I've tried it. Verizon will not come on my side. Oh they, man, they, Verizon they, trying to get everybody. They're the cockroaches of cable. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so I'm I got on, for you, friends. <laughs> I'm on Optimum, so. <laughs> no, you can talk, right? <laughs> yeah, I think like T-Mobile and the phone companies, they're down <clears> there. <throat> Oh really? Oh, you know. Okay. Oh, oh. So my my whole neighborhood apparently is starting to become gentrified. So it's been gentrified for like the last maybe like seven. No, years. no, you're not. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, Chrissy, Chrissy, Chrissy. I need you. You haven't been over here in like a year, probably. I'm telling you, you need you need to just take like a a ten block trip with me. And see all the flowers, all the new buildings, all of the Friend, outside dinings. From from like Eastern Parkway is, all the way to Atlantic is gentrified. No, 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 Franklin no. I'm Avenue. talking about literally Franklin Avenue. Yes. I know. That's what I'm saying. That, I was in the hood. I, that shit were. ain't the hood no more. It's this not. shit ain't the hood no more. <laughs> you, once they put Starbucks on the corner of Franklin and um, Eastern Parkway, it was over, friend. I have never felt safer in my life. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's the bright side. When everybody talks about like, gentrification, I'll be like, I feel mad safe, though. Like, I right, and the cops used to be always you know, the cops, on. The cops was on um, JJ's block, too. They stay on JJ's block. They were always Yo, on the corner. That's how I felt every in time Harlem. of the day. 
Yeah, I walk. I have my chains <laughs> out. Yeah, Paul is definitely gentrified. Two uh, phones uh, in my eye, both my phones in my hand. Not caring. <laughs> not giving okay. a fuck. Right. Go to the ATM, take out a stack, and just flash the flash the stack <laughs> on, on the block. Shit, no matter. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I got all blue over here. Damn. Uh, we got a bunch of people in the chat here. We got Nikki Boy saying it was nice to be back at Daly's place for it was uh, Dynamite Homecoming. Uh, he, he said Nikki Boy saying that's a great comparison of uh, SP. That I was. That really was. Tony Schiavone is that is really was. That really was. I, was like, I that, wish that, he would have said that on the mic. Like, that's on point. I wish he would have said on what the mic. You know you're an idiot. He said you're an it. You know you're an idiot, right? You don't need to do this. These people love you. You don't Who need to do. Tony Schiavone uh, <laughs> said that to Sting after the spot at the end. Of oh the, yeah, the yeah, match. yeah. We fell off the freaking. Oh, right, bird. right, 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 right. Yeah, you don't have to do this, friend. Like you're already, you're staying already. Like you've been staying. Like you did. You don't have to do this. Already staying in- Gotham. You don't need to do this. That's how it's out for. <laughs> Seriously, yo, I love it. I love it. Uh, we got Myron Kidd who says the Young Bucks look so ridiculous. We'll start with uh, top guy JJ here. What do you think about the Young Bucks being the choice for Sting's retirement match against Dar- him and Darby Allen at Revolution? It has had, you know, the anti-Young Bucks crowd are upset about it. Some people are kind of on the fence. They say really? they're not like they're underwhelmed. They're not overwhelmed. They're not underwhelmed. Kind of on the fence. And then some people understand it and see the point i mean i'm one of them whereas i was like there was only two good active people choices. right and the other one they've already faced and they're <laughs> with young bucks work but top guy jj what do you think whoever's against this just needs to shut the fuck up like just this needs to shut up like at the end of the day like no matter what you think about the young bucks they are two of the greatest workers of all time. Like it, like this is a high-profile way to end your career. And Sting did not want a one-on-one match to mm-hmm. end his career, so people can stop having those notions, thinking, "Oh, why isn't it Sting versus Darby Allen?" I don't even pay attention to wrestling as much to know that Sting did not want that vehemently. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this. If it was that obvious. For somebody over the last like two, three months has become like a novice because of the schedule. Yeah. If I know that, and you idiots that probably and I'm not talking about more than likely not talking about the true hills because there's a bunch of bunch bunch of real ones in here. But but boy, 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 is Instagram, um, fucking Twitter and fucking Discord and my God. My God, the idiots. Once you hit the comments and you get into the comment section, everybody's brain just goes kaput. <laughs> and I, I said this for, I said this on AE Ramble, and I, I was ma- morally making a point about EW, where there just really is a disconnect as far as like the amount of negativity online to like what actually people actually think. 
Like it's it's yeah. weird with AEW. You'll see so much negativity about something, and then you watch the show, and the fans there are into it. Like the MJF babyface run. You mm-hmm. you will hear people online that bash it and be like, mm-hmm. oh, it was awful. Oh, he was corny. It was all of this. We had sat on here dragging MJF for at least an hour. So, and then you go to the shows and he's like one of the most over guys there. So there is mm-hmm. some type of disconnect, but it's also a point that our good friend John Escadero made over on Dirt Sheet Radio, where there is just no quality control on social media anymore. And like the worst opinions get so much attention and it just drives up the engagement and you can have the worst opinion ever and there will be about 10,000 other fucking idiots like you that believe that shit and just drag it up and it gets and it becomes an, a, like a majority decision and then you'll get into the debate with this person and he'll be like well more people like my post so I'm right and it's you so know, as, as weird you know what makes it's it what so makes it, weird. What makes it where have we gone what makes it so what makes it so like more like damning and this is going to be kind of expected nowadays they're doing this for the clicks they're doing it for the, for the like yeah for the attention yeah, yeah they're doing it for that reason it's so not it's, genuine. it's not a real opinion like mm-hmm. they're just doing it because they want attention and and it's more more and more and more and more like it's 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 ugly it's ugly like it's it's not even there's no real opinions out there anymore it's very true and and like and people like i like power driver finisher because i don't do i don't agree with him a lot but he knows how to word stuff better than a lot of people that i do, that i disagree with on social media like he started off the this whole comment in my opinion immediately I'm not going to take offense to anything he said because this is his opinion. He doesn't. A lot of people try to come all across like their opinion is fact as well on social media. That's another one of my pet peeves. Uh, he says, in my opinion, regardless of who's op- who's the opponent, uh, where the match is going to have some good spots, but an overall mess. I've just accepted it's going to be a bad match because let's face it, it's thing. I think that the match on Wednesday was fun. And I think that the match with the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks is one of the better options that will make it a great matchup. And they'll have the fun spot. They'll do, I'm sorry, I love you to sting. I'm sorry, I love you to Flair. If Flair wants to do a bump, he could take right, the super right. kick. Mm-hmm. I think that it will. the Young Bucks will be able to make it a lot of fun. And they'll play the heels well to and make it. Ca- and they'll carry the match very well. That's the whole point of them being in there. Because, you know, Sting ain't going to do but a, a couple of spots. Darby's going to get tossed around like he usually does, like he was the other day. And that's the whole point of the match. Like, they need someone to carry the match. Darby can't do all the work by himself. I mean, he can, but, you know, he shouldn't have to. And who's the better team to take it out? Who's awesome. the better? Who's the best team to take it out? Mm-hmm. Like, you want to just throw one of the best them. teams in the world and just give him an L? Yep. <laughs> and, 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 root. What we've been doing the last couple of weeks is pulling back the curtain on stuff because I'm very good at reading tea leaves here. And I had another, I had somebody say like a contradiction to the Young Bucks being the choice. Oh, Sting and Darby are undefeated. They should probably get a shot at the World Tag Team titles. Guess what, guys? The Young Bucks were supposed to be champions, but FTR decided they didn't want a job to them in California. So stuck with Ricky and Big Bill for now, guys. Sorry, sorry, 
Sorry that Dax and Cash did that to you guys. So if you if you have any complaints, you should direct it to them. Uh, Josh, <laughs> what did you think about AEW Dynamite <laughs> Homecoming? Um, I mean the show was great. I enjoyed it. You know, it prolonged a lot of stuff. Uh, Samoa Joe's uh, promo was really good. But I also like the fact that they kind of used a bunch of guys to be like next in line for the titles. Uh, Swerve, Hangman, uh, Hook, which that's going to be next week. Um, overall, I thought it was a great show. Um, when it comes to Sting, I'm fine with the match. I was ex- When I heard about it, I was surprised because I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even think of the Young Bucks. Right, mm-hmm. exactly, um, exactly. Um, but at least w- what I like about Sting is that Sting is not – He's he's not one of these stubborn guys where he's not gonna take a, a singles match because that's what everybody wants. He knows himself, he knows what he could do, and he right. knows he can't mm-hmm. do a singles match anymore. So um him picking a young bucks to me it was just more of a surprise. But I already knew it was gonna be a great match. I mean, there's a reason why that they they were picked. And they 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 were picked by Sting. So I don't understand the fucking outrage, to be honest with you. It was like if fucking Sting picked it. So remember, Tony. They there was a report that Tony Khan let Sting take control of that. He was like, "All right, this is gonna be your last match. You could pick whoever you want, right?" And it was Sting's decision. He could have done a singles match. He could have done a tag match. He decided to do a tag match with, with the Young Bucks. Like that was his choice. So I'm fine with that. Like 100. percent Like e- even if if it was another team, as long as Sting is okay with it, and and it was his choice. I'm okay with it. It's a. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun matchup. They're the best team possible right now to make them look good. You could, you could pick out different teams, but I think the Young Bucks makes the most sense because of that heat magnet that they bring in, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna do what they're gonna do in the match. So I'm fine with it. If I was booking it, it would have been Adam Copeland and Christian Cage. I'm not. I mean, I'm totally fine with the Young Bucks. Right. I, th- I think Adam Cole, uh, Adam Copeland and Christian Cage would have made better story sense. Yeah. That story. That story. Childhood dream. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's yep. the whole. That the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. dream that he set up in his first promo on on Dynamite. But they haven't got to that point. But that's unfortunately, yeah, yeah, timing yeah. is not allowing yeah. that to happen. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like I agree with with Sid, but I just think it's the timing of it, just because they're still <laughs> they're still in a fucking blood blood feud. Yeah, so no, like, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's put that to the side and give and give the fans. <laughs> yeah, let's let's, let's retire want. Sting. You know what? Let's let's just dap and then let's go after. Each other's blood next week. <laughs> like people would have been pissed at that too. So uh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That would have yeah, I think I think there would have been uh that would have I mean, either way, to be honest with you, it would have been criticized just because it's AEW at this point. Yeah, so no matter whatever, what yeah, whatever yeah. whatever they do, you're gonna have like you said about, about Twitter, all these fans are gonna be toxic <laughs> no matter what. They want the reaction. Um every time they hear news, they want to blame people. Oh, this is what you said. And it didn't happen, even though that's not what they actually said, but they find ways to just drag everything at this point. Vala B saying, are people really forgetting how Kurt's retirement went down? He went to Cena, who was there. Heck, he was in his Thugonomics gear. Yeah, he had to face Baron Corbin because Vince chose Baron Corbin for Angle. Like, we had someone in the chat, I think, the other day who was trying to tell us, oh, no, Kurt Angle chose Baron Corbin, and that was bad, so this is going to be bad. No, that's not what happened. Yeah, no. but this doesn't have anything to do with the other. One doesn't have anything to do with the other, honestly, with all due respect. none. This doesn't have anything to do with, with Sting's choice of opponents as a retirement match in scenario. So it has nothing to do with it. 
Yeah. Only yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just different just because Kurt Angle, what happened, he had no control of it. And Vince wanted him to go right. another year. He wanted him to go in another year. And Kurt, Kurt knew himself. He was like, no, that's going to be impossible. His body was already breaking down. Like, yeah, because of all the inactivity in Kurt was doing, that actually did more damage to his body than yep. actually him being active. Mm -hmm. yeah. He could have mm -hmm. stayed long if he wasn't doing the damn. How many cases of Xanax and uh painkillers and whatnot he was doing? <laughs> he was doing a lot. He was doing a day. You, you know what it was? It's like that. Um, it's like that. Um, that V when when the boys like that 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 V that they take. Oh, and, and, and the boys, yes, their, yes. They it takes years <laughs> off their life. Yep. But it made him a fucking super cyborg for that yeah. like couple of years span. <laughs> yeah, That's basically yeah. what he did. Yeah. He yeah. took that V. And he was a fucking alien because that run in TNA, I don't give a fuck what anybody would ever say was the best, the best run, run of his career. It is. So, so like that, like I'm the best run of his career. I had, I experienced him going from WWE to, oh, to yeah. everything. That was, so that was like good. a crazy, like three month span yeah. where just yeah. out of nowhere, he just got drafted to ECW. He was supposed to be one of the corners stones at ecw and then you just hear the announcement on like a tuesday kurt angle has been released no. from w what like what happened and then it was like he's on drugs i was like oh, okay i can see that <laughs> and then i think what happened then too was like there was a report where, where kurt was like, and then also there was a report where where Kurt was like he was gonna take some time off, right? That was the belief. And then like a fucking week later, he signed with TNA. Yes. Like, I remember yeah, that. He needed, like, he it, needed it money. He had, he had a habit. He was a he was an addict. He had to get he had to get a check. And they was like, sure, come here. You can do whatever you want because that's yeah. what they were doing anyway. Still one of the greatest debut entrances ever. Ever. I still remember Don West. That's one of his uh, greatest calls. Is when that when the video shows and it shows. God, <laughs> <laughs> like everything, everything about it was just amazing. Like the entrance, the intensity, me, the fucking yes. the, uh, the 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 you gotta, the, you gotta the see fucking... you gotta see the announcement at No Surrender yeah. 2006, and then you have to see the debut with the whole angle with him and Joe. Which I say uh... I got asked this week, what's the greatest TNA moment, or what's the moment that I think of when I think TNA? I always say Kurt Angle's Angle debut Joe. with Angle Joe. And Joe. Yep, wow. Angle's debut with Joe. Yep. Not even the feud. That debut. No, no, no. That that, that, debut, that, that, was, that debut. Yeah. A, we big man. If big man dogs in the chat, he knows what we do on AE Rebel. That's a five star angle. We give star ratings to <laughs> angles and promos now. Five star <laughs> angle. Because you got to remember, at that time, like Samoa Joe was played off as this. Like to, it, most people would probably recognize it now. He was played as the most feared person in all of TNA. And how Kurt came and pulled up, yo, that shit was a fucking masterpiece of a fucking debut. That was a masterpiece of a fucking debut. That shit was incredible. And you see what happened? Talked about, she has nothing to do with the subject at hand. But we just spent the last five minutes talking about what Kurt always happens on Heat and why we go so long, folks. Uh, same thing with AE Ramble. We got asked this week on AE Ramble. Why are you doing a two-plus-hour review show for a two-hour show? It's because me and Jimmy talk about a whole bunch of other stuff for 30 minutes of the yeah. show. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> true. Corey says at the end of the day, he's still facing younger talent. And at the end of the day, to take out the team that took out uh, Sting will be gr- a great story, in my opinion. I like to see others, too, but I'm cool with it. I don't necessarily think it's going to be the Young Bucks winning, though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The young Bucks win? Like, I, I think I think that I think that this whole undefeated streak for Sting is gonna be what WWE should have done with the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak is mm. have him retire undefeated. That's what you do. Should have done. Yes. With this, yeah, absolutely. I agree. If you're not, if it's not right. gonna make the new next star, if it if it wasn't gonna be Roman Reigns, <laughs> if it wasn't gonna be John Cena turning heel, if it was just gonna be because you fucked up Brock Lesnar. And mm-hmm, had to reheat mm-hmm, him up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then it, you should have just had him retire with the undefeated streak. What you just said, friend? Yeah, yep. there, there's, yeah, there is no need whatsoever for the young bucks to win this match. Like zero they don't need, need, so it's not going to do anything to them. Zero need. They're all the they need to already. do, all they need to do with this match is get over the new characters. Yep, that's, that's literally all they need to do. Yeah. And they can use the loss to to even make it make them more frustrated, make them more. Yeah, bitter. exactly, exactly, exactly. We got it's another. Like you <laughs> we got another super chat donation from our good friend Will Chisholm. Thank you so much, Will. He says, Will, "How did people?" Byron? He said, "How did friend, you know? how exactly. did people think FTR would be Sting's last match? I thought it was clear it would be the Bucks. I didn't think it was clear it would be the Bucks." Yeah. I just, I just, I just, I think that the other way around, the other way around, if you word that around, it was clear it wasn't going to be FTR. That's true. That's true. Because FTR seemed like they overheated. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, yeah. Sting and Darby are in the dynamite verse and FTR is over here in collision. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think of FTR. I think the only reason they got brought up is because they could, they could, they could give Sting a good match, but story wise, it wouldn't, it wasn't compatible just because there's no, uh, they haven't had any angles together, yeah. so it's not, you know, it wouldn't have any sense. Oh my god, I want this now. Kai with a super chat donation. Thank you, Kai. He says, Flair gonna get that May Young treatment table. Oh my god, if they put if, if Flair through a table, the Young Bucks put Flair through a table, they might be my heroes. They Damn, people, people, people want to see a murdered live TV. The young bucks should get the they should get the tag titles the following month. <laughs> just crown Ricky just and Big just, Bill. Yep. Just give it to them. <laughs> All right. We, I don't we, know if I want to see that. I've just seen your flair because man, them chops had like no, oh my God. Had no like, power. But oh, that was no the right problem. way to do that. That was the right way to do that. Yeah. Catch the no selling in the, the, the shop. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying, I mean, when he was doing it, I was like, man, it was fucking hilarious. That's good. I'm I mean, like, Flair's yeah. like 80 years old, man. I just want to show a quick moment of love for that fucking eight women's tag match. The mm-hmm. amount of mm-hmm. spot on hitting and spots and the physicality in that match. I was not expecting that at all. Like, like that shit was that shit was good. Like, like it was. I was good. better than the the men's, men's one. Men. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. I was. Yeah. These chicks is going at it. Like, I was like, I that was, it was good. Like, I I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Not. I don't give a fuck if I'm in any minority with that. But that. No, no, it, yeah, you know, no, I enjoyed. I only complained on a ramble was. 
why doesn't Tony Khan love Thunder Rosa? This was Thunder yeah. Rosa's first dynamite back since she left. And I don't even think commentary mentioned that shit. Nope. They no. said she was back, but they didn't say this was her first no, dynamite back in like uh 18 months. Like what yeah, is it? She only been on collision and yeah. rampage, I think. She yeah, only I been missed... on collision. She had that one return oh, yeah. on collision yeah, in Texas, that... and they only did that because she's from Texas, and then <laughs> She's in the eight-woman tag, and she could have been anyone in that eight-woman tag. Yeah, you're right. I mean, because I didn't, I haven't seen Dynamite in like three weeks, so that that impression of what you're explaining, I thought that she'd been back already. No, like she looked like she'd been back already. So I, that's crazy. That that's that was her debut return. Ring, like yeah, that was like her return match. Like wow. Yeah, yeah, that no, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's a that's a little tough. That's just, a little just, tough. Just, man, you got a star. You heard that's the reaction. She got the basic, biggest reaction out of all the baby faces. Yeah, Tony Khan don't seem to love her. Uh, we got Nikki Boy saying easy SV3. He doesn't like Thunder Rosa because Brit is his baby, man. Brit, just shut the fuck up. Uh anyway, um uh let's talk about the news. Man, I have the how have the mighty fallen, bro. Uh, Holy shit. <laughs> Let's talk about the news as Tony Khan is back in his Twitter ways, uh, taking a couple of shots at WWE USA Network for Jinder Mahal getting a World Heavyweight Championship shot and more. As previous, as uh, what happened, we talked about it on Rated Raw Review. Mahal uh, confronted Seth Rollins, the World Heavyweight Champion, on this week's WWE Raw. We'll talk about that in a bit. And he will face Rollins for the title, the World Heavyweight Championship, on next week's show, which took some criticism online. But Khan also, Tony Khan, took some criticism of himself, apparently, after Hook challenged Samoa Joe to a future AEW World Championship match on Saturday's collision. So Tony Khan took to Twitter and defended <laughs> his booking decision compared to WWE's. And Khan wrote double a double standard at 730 Hook, 28 and one career record on winning streak calls out the champ a logical challenge sparks online outrage gender has literally lost every single match he's in for the past year immediately gets a title shot where is the rage hashtag aew dynamite uh tomorrow on tbs i removed <laughs> the, the title card so you could see the um the engagement here so so my point, my point will become clear when we talk about. So, this so whole. no one ever asked um, for his opinion. Basically, he just went and just chimed in. Basically, right? Well, I will take some of the blame because me and Romeo literally got into an argument because Romeo tried to compare gender getting a shot to Hook getting a shot at, at the uh, AEW World Championship, and then Tony Khan took to Twitter. It was very, very weirdly timed, ironically timed. So we'll take some blame for this. Okay. Uh, this didn't, this wasn't where Tony Khan stopped, though. When uh, USA Network referenced Khan's recent use of the wrestling database cage match as an example of well-received his shows has been. Uh, USA Network was responding to Raj Geary, who was defending the gender and uh, Seth promo where he talked about their history where they face for the to crown the first ever nxc champion and cage match said what was their cage match i mean uh usa network twitter account says what was the cage match rating so khan went to twitter again and he responded to that and said a moral victory for usa 
is one win more than a world championship challenger Jinder Mahal has in the past 364 days because it's been literally a full year <laughs> since he won a match. You really you really put AEW in our place getting Jinder Mahal in a big match on your TV show. Do it more often. Y'all don't see what he's trying to do here on Monday. During- no, no, I don't see. What is he trying to do? Please enlighten me. I'm, I'll, I'll get to it. Okay, uh, this led to to uh, Tony Khan being kind of dragged by multiple people on social media, including Eric Bischoff. Following uh, his Twitter outburst, uh, Tony Khan started bickering with Eric Bischoff and wrestlers from both promotions. Idris Anofe of NXT told Tony Khan to shut the fuck up. You had... Uh, you had Corey Graves go on social media and say gender rules. Eric Bischoff put a clown emoji for Tony Khan and then started using bots as examples and brought up Abaddon. Uh, just came back and got a title shot. And then Tony Khan had to that respond saying, yeah. no, Abaddon won a number one contenders match, then won four straight and got a title shot. You are incorrect. Cage match would have helped you here. Um, <laughs> something like that. Uh, and Jinder Mahal <laughs> saying, Who the fuck is Hook? Uh, and all the while, the big winner in all of this, ladies and gentlemen, is the Jim. one person who did not put out a tweet. Hook. My boy, Hook! <laughs> he, has been, he has been on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, for nearly three years. You know how many tweets he has? Top guy JJ, Drew Draw Judge, Miss Chrissy Love. Zero. 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 Stingy with them tweets, De Niro. <laughs> Hook got too much time. He got teasing, spending too much time smoking some weed, breaking some backs in the ring and out of the ring to be <laughs> on Twitter. Miss Chrissy Love, what do you think about all this with TK, Gender, Hook, USA Network, Twitter account, all this guys? So Tony had a lot of hands. I mean, a lot of time on his hands this this these last couple of days. Could someone take his phone, please? Um, no, nah, you gotta keep it. You gotta keep it. He gotta keep nah, it. We gotta keep that shit. I, 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 we gotta I, keep I that it. shit. I love it. The, I love it. the amount of comedy that we get from this clown. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, listen. I... Get that. Get that nigga more privileges. <laughs> <laughs> So like okay like okay so he just went in and just made that tweet no one like asked him anything or like he just went and just like oh let me just tweet something about Jinder Mahal is that what happened No uh it's usually because of Twitter they're very toxic so well, yes. once the once the thing happened with Hook uh of course there's a lot of uh bitching about it okay. uh, What I mean, who bitched about it? Because I didn't. Because, because I, I think I think that people are missing the the point to what Tony Khan is doing. Right. Yeah. What we really need yeah. to be criticizing him for, and just this whole thing in general. Because my main question when when all this started was, should Tony Khan be tweeting stuff like this? No, probably not. But then I asked myself, if I owned a professional wrestling company Mm -hmm. and i had a timeline that had people uh talking trash about me or criticizing everything about my company now i probably clap back too i probably do the same shit (laughs) he probably probably do the same shit so then so then i asked a new question the real problem here is tony khan has a 
fucking horrible timeline because I didn't see not one person have any rage about Hawk being getting a shot at the AEW World Championship. This company had Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, yep. Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. one in this company. Jack Perry then got a shot at the AEW World Championship against the, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, Kenny Omega. Like three years ago, the bar is breathe, low Essie, here. Breathe, breathe, friend. I need. What are we doing? What are we complaining about? I think it was because of Romeo. <laughs> you think Romeo did it? <laughs> I mean, he did do it. I mean, I Romeo see, did do it. First of all, I don't see a Romeo problem. Fault. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was Romeo's fault. I'm just gonna say it. It was Romeo's fault. I'm gonna blame I Romeo. See, I don't see the issue with gender and Hook being potential people to go. For these championships, we need we. If we keep doing the same people over and over, it'll get stale. As in, like what Seth Rollins' championship is now stale. It's like I mean, it's stale, but then it's like gender. I mean, I don't want to see no damn Jinder Mahal match. I mean, okay, fine, fair, but at least (laughs) they wanted to put him on TV. Because he wasn't doing shit anyway. He was on NXT. I thought I was like, when did he come back? (laughs) No, no, he's been back for a while. It's just that he was been more of a manager, and that's why he was on. He was on the other show. Then he came back. Like it's a lot of stuff happening. So you know, great. But again, like, do we need to see Drew McIntyre again? No. Like I don't want to see a gender match. But guess what? It's just different sauce. He was a former champion. Give him some type of credit. They made him a champion. Y'all liked him when he was a champion. Like who? Oh, y'all? Hell yeah! Who's y'all? Who's y'all? Hell yeah! Who's y'all? What? Who? Who's y'all? The trolls. You mean the trolls? I thought no one. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you want to throw another rain? Oh, no, 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 because Rick Uchido tried to tell uh, tried to tell me on a podcast <laughs> that Jinder Mahal's title reign wasn't it wasn't as bad as people described it. I was like, yes, it was. I was, was like, you? I was like, that's like trying to tell someone someone who lived through one that it wasn't so bloody. Like what? What are we talking about? Yes, I'm scarred. I started my podcast career with this guy trolling me about 170 days worth of it. (laughs) One of the greatest, and then the bell rings, wrestlers of all time, because it looks all good when you go on the flashback and you go back to the last 10 seconds of him and Randy Orton when he won the world title, and they found the one Indian in the crowd being like, "Yeah, yeah," or Stack King in the crowd like. Yeah, yeah, but that's all fine and dandy. That's all cool. It looks all good when you have the clip of his entrance because his entrance was immaculate. The music is great. The Bollywood boys doing the dance. That's all great. But then the bell rang, ladies and gentlemen, and I had to live through Jinder Mahal matches going 20 fucking minutes and being rest holes for 10 of them. And what he did to Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura, we're literally still talking about WWE recovering Shinsuke Nakamura from feuding with Jinder Mahal, WWE champion. What the fuck are we talking about? What do you want to talk about? What was the rating for SmackDown when Jinder Mahal became champion? What was the rating for SmackDown after he lost the championship? And I guarantee you, you lost viewers. You lost viewers. And the thing 
You did the whole thing to go to an Indian market that you didn't even fucking get. That you didn't yep. even fucking get. You wasted six months of my fucking life at the start of my own fucking podcast career with that fucking piece of trash putting on 20 minute fucking matches. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's Canadian. All Canadians are nice. He's a nice guy. I appreciate you for being a nice person. Congratulations. You're not a good wrestler. You're a good person, but not a fucking good wrestler. This is seven years of steam coming out. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. And this is what would we do with True Hill Heat one. The whole he, he's he's a thousand percent right. He is. And all he had to hear for six months is don't indigent you bastards. Oh my god. Yeah, I have no idea. Like everybody is seeing it so wrong. Is that the biggest winner of all of this is Jinder fucking Mahal? And hug. When was the last time anybody talked about a tweet of his? Yeah. When was the exactly. last time anybody talked about and a guys, mention of his? Also, also is Tony Khan because we're talking about Tony and, Khan. And, 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 that, and that was my no, whole point when I put up the tweet. We talked about the tweet, Tony Khan. The tweet weekly. has been viewed, <laughs> but, but the tweet has been viewed 8.3 million, million times. 8. 8.3 million views mm -hmm. yes and tony khan will say dumb shit again but the point gender mahal okay at the end it of the took day almost it took that the amount of time it took to get him into irrelevancy he was there for that long he was there for that much longer and all of this now this is probably seth rollins's most talked about championship <laughs> match to date <laughs> and he fought everybody yeah. and his most talked about championship match is against the modern day maharaja this he is pure gold this is gold he has a he has an unhealthy <laughs> allegiance to losers. to losers there we and go that's and that's not like you and that's not like <laughs> oh my line god line of the year the year just started line of the year like there's so many lines of the year so, in oh that promo so many like, so many like, unbelievable like it's unbelievable it is unbelievable that tony khan would give jinder mahal the gift that he just gave him and then he repeated the gift and gave him another. <laughs> like, like, how do you do this? Yeah. You're an owner of a fucking wrestling company that is literally no I questions think... asked. Number two in the world, AW, the number two company in the world. Yeah. I think and you're wasting energy he... on Jinder Mahal. Yeah, <laughs> I think he also forgets that one. He he before he's an owner of anything. He's a huge wrestling fan. He's a, a huge wrestling nerd. Yeah. And I think people uh, forget that he for his his love of wrestling is what helped this company and why he helped start it up in the first place cuz he loves wrestling. So, you know, he gets on he, you know, you never see Vince go and do a tweet, but I like that it's more of like the human side of him where you can see He's just, you know, people coming at him yeah. and he just want to say something. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'll be honest. I'd rather this than him be on TV. 
At least he know. At least he knows where 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 his strength is at. His strength is here. This gets this gets this gets the this gets the attention. If you if you're like I, Eric Bischoff's complaints about it made no fucking sense. Eric bro, Bischoff, that's the one thing I want to talk about. Bro. Eric Bischoff, sit your no. ass down. Like you bring it. No, he keeps doing these videos. No, he keeps doing these video clips. AEW is the new TNA, nigga. The reason that's a that's a negative connotation is you. What the fuck are you talking about? That's like that's like saying I shit in the bed. Oh my god, my bed is ruined. How can my yeah. bed be ruined? Cause you shit in the bed. Yeah. You know what's worse? Shitting in the bed and suffering for 170 days as champion for Jinder Mahal. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Uh, but Josh, you said oh, you yeah. had to oh, talk about Bischoff's inclusion in all of this. Oh wow! No, I mean, when it when it when it comes down to it, I think when it comes to Tony Khan, first of all, um, I've I've come to accept his rants, and that's why I'm yeah. like, nah, keep his phone. I love it, right? Oh, absolutely. But, oh, absolutely. I mean, keep right? that shit. And you know, for me, get him a better phone. <laughs> get him a high speed one where he can do multiple tweets. Get that, get that motherfucker nah, an iPhone. Nah. Get that nah, motherfucker an iPhone me. 17 Pro Max. Yeah, like, no. Nah, so, like, when it comes to that, I think what it is, what I find more ironic and funny is that people are like, "Oh, he shouldn't be talking. He needs to be professional." At the end of the day, this is fucking wrestling. Is you want to talk about yeah. like, 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 are we gonna sit here and act like Vince McMahon's the standard of professionalism? Let's be, real. Let's be real. Let's be real. You know, like, 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 and are are we gonna talk yeah. about how someone like Dana White, who's the promoter of UFC, he's a professional? Are we gonna talk about that, right? But my thing is when it when it comes to Eric Bischoff, what a clown. The, 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 the issue I have with Eric Bischoff. And you know, I've always been open of liking Eric Bischoff. I've always had great interactions with him. So me as a person, I don't have no problems, like no real problems with Eric Bischoff. I actually like him as a person. The problem I have is that th that he becomes so fucking delusional when it comes to things like this. We all know he has a personal vendetta against Tony Khan at this point. Tony Khan made some comments about Ted Turner, and he has not let that shit go. Like he has not let it go. And every opportunity he has, he's shutting on the company. He's shutting on TK. And to me, it's just the, the reason why I don't take his comments as serious anymore with AEW is because his, his comments are coming from a place of, I don't want to say hatred, but it's a personal issue. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a personal issue. So no matter what TK is going to do, he's going to have an issue with it. What, what I don't understand is that when when he was going back and forth, he dragged TK, he dragged Dave Melzer. Well, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into that. Um, but somebody asked him a question. I think you know him, Sid. Uh, he's a he, he's a journalist, and he asked him. He's like, you know, where's this all this coming from? Like, where where? You no, he, it was uh, Ibu of Wrestle Period. Yeah. He called out the fact that why was it okay that when you were punching up, when you were on Nitro calling out Vince McMahon, but now it's not okay that TK's punching up and talking about WWE on social media? It's a different world. Like he's not doing it the same way as you, but he's basically doing the same thing as that you did. And even Dax Harwood retweeted what what Eric Bischoff was saying and was like, "This you." Like this, you like this the the same right, guy that's right, out right. here Remember trying this? to say.
Tony Khan, like Tony Khan doing something bad, like making his company look bad. Bro, you didn't yeah. make your company look bad, and he's like, oh. Oh, but I was beating them for two years. You nigga, you didn't do it when you were doing for two years. When you were doing for two years, you let Tony Schiavone do your your bad work by spoiling what was going on on Monday Night Raw. The when you came out and you challenged Vince McMahon, it was mm -hmm. May 1998, my nigga. You were about to lose. The downfall was about to come. You had already lost because Austin and McMahon on Monday Night Raw in April 1998 had already happened, and yeah. that was the mm -hmm. start of the high turning and then you made that challenge because you were punching up and you look like a damn fool for it then you did it again in tna yeah. when you made tna go to monday nights like you don't want to bring that up that's one of the big yeah. things that ruined tna is you and hogan forcing them to go to monday nights yeah and then also mm -hmm. The, the problem I also have is his response to that was kind of shitty, to be honest with you. Oh, I did it on TV. Like, he tried to justify it by saying he did it on TV and he did it on this. And, and he and said, this like, it doesn't make it better. It's like, you still fucking did it. Like, you and still. He, and he said, he said, what TK's doing is whining from the sidelines. And I, and I, and I commented, I replied to the tweet. I was like, my nigga, what the fuck are you doing then? <laughs> yo, you see the thing, yo, Eric Bischoff shouldn't have any he shouldn't have like he, the fact that he's been in the business is the only reason why he even has a fucking podcast that people fucking pay attention to. Right. But when you lose at something twice, he lost twice. All right. So that means you ain't got the formula, motherfucker. That means you don't know how to do this. So clearly, if somebody, if Tony is trying to do something about changing landscape culture he's gonna come across a lot of bumps and bruises before he comes across victories he didn't fucking just take wcw from the fucking mm -hmm. ground mm -hmm. that shit was an inheritance of mega fucking talent injected to the company all at fucking once so so when that shit happened the whole fucking wrestling fan base just shifted like you were gifted this and you fucked it up pretty much single-handedly. Then you go to another company with the guy that you fucking ran this shit with and fucked that up single-handedly. So, like, you've had experience live twice. Lost twice. How, how, how does anything that he would have in response have any credibility at all? Let's be real. Like, let's be real here. Like, Jimmy's been talking about it on E Ramble. He says that he's been saying, like, he's been more and more as the weeks go by saying that he really thinks that Vince was only good as an on screen character. He doesn't think Vince was that good as a creative person. He wasn't good as an announcer. We all have accepted that. Yeah. Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff, he had one good idea that he stole from Japan. And then wound <laughs> up fucking ruining that shit. And I don't know what other good. I, I mean, the cruiserweights and the luchadors kind of stole that from Paul Heyman. So, and then he ruined that because he wouldn't push them ahead of. Ahead I mean, of yeah, they, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even so, like so, I was about to say, like even so, like ideas on the side, I can't really give you much credit for. And then one green roll, best thing. Eric was only good as a character when he was a creative or someone in Look, man, he he was live in this, and now he's doing a podcast reacting to both companies from the outside. 
He should have been one of the people that we're talking about, but we're not. We're talking about his reaction to two companies right now. That means he's on the outside looking in. That motherfucker failed in three companies. Yeah, because he got fired from WWE in his last role. He failed in three of them. So, clearly, and, then he, and, then he, and then he fucked up a potential job with AEW. Yep. That, so that's four. So, got failed in three companies, fucked up with four of them. <laughs> like, that's but but, but he got. You ain't got the answers, Eric. You ain't got the answers. <laughs> like, 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 even overall, like his responses and like even his clapbacks to TK, I thought they were like pretty weak. I thought TK had way better clapbacks than Eric. Uh, but then also he decided to drag in Dave Melzer and then Dave even cooked him. I'm like, oh man, like what are you doing? Yo, like, Dave brought up, he was like, I helped you with your seventh grade history report. Like, get the fuck out of here, get the fuck out of my face, stop tagging me and shit. Yo, I was like, damn, Dave, you ain't never you come, you come, you you don't come this hard unless it's like a bot account. You ain't never do right. this to a real person. Like what because you know what it is? Because 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 it's constant with Eric. He always brings up Dave in any way, and he tries to show like that. Same bullshit article about like oh that he fakes his reports or he fakes news and shit and it's just like what does what is this doing like like you know regardless of what people feel about Dave Melzer like he built a career on wrestling it might not be the traditional way of becoming a wrestler but he has a say in the in the wrestling business to to this day that people take his star ratings serious some of them people get overworked by it people take right. it serious you know. So, like, regardless of what people want to say, the the man has done has done a lot in the wrestling business, mm -hmm. whether people want to admit it or not. Um, yeah. But I was I was happy with his responses, and then everybody else, like all fucking Eric Bischoff stands, try to like chime in, and then Dave was actually bringing up facts. Was he was bringing up numbers, and that's where Dave has always been good at. He brings up numbers, and then they're like, he actually right. does the research. Like Eric Bischoff just says things he sees in a headline. He doesn't um, even watch AEW, and he gives his opinion on AEW every week. He has admitted he doesn't watch the product, but then he always talks about it. That's which right. is dumb. How do you do that? Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, and, like, and that's always the problem I will always have with certain wrestling podcasts where they talk about, like, oh, yeah, we talk about wrestling, but then, yeah, you're sitting on a company that you don't watch. So what's the point of talking about it when you don't watch? Yeah, there's a difference between making fun of Dave. I could make fun of Dave Meltzer all day, but Derek Bischoff is actually really bad at him. That's what makes and, him and pathetic. You, and you know what probably <laughs> makes Bischoff even matter at somebody like a Dave Meltzer is, and obviously anybody that has ever heard this show over the past six years, no, I ain't the biggest fan of Dave Meltzer, but you know what Dave Meltzer is? He is somebody that you look for if you're just trying to find ratings to a match. That man stayed in his lane, and he wins at it. He won. He won in wrestling journalism because he's been doing this for how long? 30, 40 years? Like, he, he's been doing this for a very long time. He stayed in his lane, and he won. Now, somebody tries to jump in his lane. Yeah, he's kicking that motherfucker out the lane. Eric, what the fuck does Eric Bischoff have to do talking to Dave Meltzer for? What does he have? Why? What purpose does Eric Bischoff have to mm -hmm. bother Dave Meltzer? You're Nothing. supposed to be chasing the big dogs, but you're chasing a fucking journalist? <laughs> like, like, he is reaching in every direction for any level of clout that he can get That's so he fact. can latch on to yep. any form of relevancy Say that it. people can care. 
and it yeah. ain't working. It ain't working. So he's going to attack someone else. Next week might be Bully Ray. Next week might be somebody else. He's going to keep reaching until something clicks and clearly shit hasn't clung on for the past 25 years. So something ain't working and it all involves him. Met the dude. He's a cool dude, but don't give a fuck. We gotta call a spade a spade. Stop clinging on to motherfuckers for relevancy because clearly you ain't it and it ain't working. Yep. You're just making yourself look foolish. Even Prince looking at you like I'm, I'm not even gonna look at it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's looking at him like, like I ain't even giving him my eye. I ain't even giving him my fucking eyebrow. I ain't even gonna look. I'm a side <laughs> eye. I am a side eye. Hi, Prince. Right. I got this little side eye, this clown. I got this little news bit for our very own uh, Miss Chrissy Love because uh -oh. we've been talking about this young woman for uh, quite a number of weeks, and now it is official. She is all elite. Yeah! Miss Queen Aminata is signed to a deal with AEW, according to a new report. FIFA Select reports that several members of the AEW roster have been informed that Aminata has been been signed in the company though it's not clear if it is a full-time deal or a per appearance deal she made her debut for all elite wrestling in april of 2021 and has been working for the company fairly regularly since she was out of action for much of last year due to an injury but returned on december 20th and she's had her AEW dynamite debut against mariah may had quite a good matchup yes. against Nita last night that we'll talk about so are you happy to see queen amyata signed with aew she is amazing. I I got an encounter with her when I went last week uh, in nice. Newark. Um, she's amazing. That that match she had with Marilyn, wow. I mean, wow. And it's like they gave them a couple of minutes too. Like they didn't give them like no like five six minute. They gave them. They let them cook. And when they was cooking, they was like she got her often. That's why I defended her. It was really, 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 really good. And then she was like really hyped that people were actually like cheering for her because she was like, she didn't really get an entrance in. Like she was already in the ring when Mariah went. But when we were there, we were like screaming for her. And she was like really, really surprised. So I'm really, really excited for her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a match I actually defended myself because everyone was like, why shouldn't should have been a squash match? Why didn't she get squashed? No. Yeah. She can wrestle. And that's why she proved that. That night, like when me as people talk about her from before, when she was on what, what match she did um before me, it was like what she's like. Uh, I think it was with uh Sky Blue, right? Yes, yeah, that was on Rampage. And they and even with that man, I was like, Yo, who is I, I asked SP, I was like, Who is that girl? She was amazing, and I've been on the bandwagon ever since. <laughs> that's all that's that shit is very rewarding as a fan when you follow somebody from like the very, very start, and you see them yeah. get that deal. Like, and it's she, very rewarding. It's very uh -huh. rewarding as a fan. And she's just, you know, she's on TV, but she's been, like, doing this wrestling thing for a minute, and she's an actual, like, queen. Like, she's from, Af like, she, like, it's legit. Like, she's, like, a princess, like, from Zamunda, but it's not, like, like, like that's not the place, but that's not, the, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> from Zamunda. <laughs> Coming to America. Um. <laughs> oh I know that's not 
the place, but you know what I mean, guys. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Not the only addition to AEW as they have some backstage shakeups. They've had some departures at the end of 2023, and now they have an internal hire as uh, Koshe Ibri has been signed to the company as a possible COO role. Uh, Ibri uh, previously worked in WWE as their regional director of live events. Ibri also uh, worked with the Memphis Express of the AF. AAF uh, as the president, the Clemson Tigers as executive senior associate AD and chief marketing officer. He's also previously worked with Georgia State, University of South Florida, and St. Louis. And AEW is making internal changes with the recent behind the scenes uh, exits of Raphael Murphy, Dana Massey, and QT Marshall. It appears they left the company on good terms, and Tony Khan is open with working with them in the future. So they got another brother backstage, man. Tony will watch. Yes, yes. That's what we want to see. That's what we want to see, AEW. Now just show some love to your black and Hispanic uh, performers like Thunder Rosa. Just saying. Um, anyway, moving on to, <laughs> to uh, talk about Sting. He will be wrestling his final matchup coming up at AEW Revolution. But like we talked about earlier, a lot of discussion has been about who's his opponent's going to be. And of course, that change on Dynamite this week when the Young Bucks returned. Fightful Select reports that the icon had a major say in who his final opponents will be. Sting has said in the past that he didn't want to wrestle a singles match and would per prefer working tag matches. As far as the Bucks go... That is indeed the plan for Revolution as of a few weeks ago. Sting was said to be on board, and the books made the return after months away with a new look that is part of a planned shift in presentation for them. Tony Khan sees Sting's retirement as very important and wants to make sure it's done right. Whatever mm -hmm. Sting wants for his last match and the build to it, AEW has been willing to do. And it was also noted that while Ric Flair uh, got physical last night, he hasn't been considered for any actual matches he has put uh pushed to do more things like he did last uh on dynamite this week which included some chops and the eye poke uh the wrestling observer newsletter reports that the young bucks who had been absent since november were originally planned to have an even longer hiatus however once sting asked them to be his final opponents they were not going to say no Sting reportedly picked the Bucks because he enjoyed working with them at AEW slash New Japan Forbidden Door in 2022. That match was Sting, Darby Allin, and Shingo Takagi versus the Bucks and El Phantasmo. And according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Tony Khan was willing to give Sting a match with anyone Khan had access to. Mm. So, this is <laughs> right. Very simple. Sting picked them. Tony's going to do some good things. No yeah, he can do some good things. Yes, yes. I'm about to say, y'all don't give Tony Khan enough credit, friends. Um, they don't want to. They, they I, I feel bad sometimes for him, you know. He's rich, but, you know, he's no one gets no, it. All his, all his Tony Khan heat and dynamite right. was actually really good. It was. That's the funny part. That's the funny part, man. Usually when that happens, it's not but, a good thing that's funny to me in general, because a lot of the dynamite shows, I actually, they're still good. It's not like they're you know, they're not bad to watch. And that's what makes it funny. Right? Everyone's like this this whole, this fake outrage of a lot of bullshit that's going on. I'm like, the shows are fucking good. Like, they're still presentable. They're still watchable. I said it once, I'll say it a million times. We have never, 
never ever seen a number two promotion with a roster this good, with a weekly show this good, with the wrestling this good, with the promos this good. Like WCW, even at its heights, had way more problems than AEW. TNA at their height had way more problems than AEW. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this roster is unreal. That's the, that's the main thing that I support with AEW. I think that he has assembled a a great roster of talent of so many guys that I enjoy to watch talk. I enjoy their character work. I enjoy their in-ring work. We have never seen any number two promotion like this. And I think that more people need to appreciate it more and not get sucked into the kind of the, the pits of opinion about AEW. There is there is valid critiques, and then there are people that are just trying to drag AEW down. We gotta learn the difference. I agree. Uh, but well moving, on, moving on to AEW Rampage. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh AEW Rampage homecoming last night. We had Eddie Kingston picking up a win, defeating Willie Yuta in a brilliant match to retain the AEW Continental Crown Championship. Swerve Strickland picked up his second win of 2024, defeating uh, Matt Seidel, the aforementioned Hikara Shida, defeating Queen Amyata in a low-key banger. What a sprint mm-hmm. that was. And you also had the Dark Order paying tribute to Brody Lee, picking up a win with Negative One in there by their side to beat uh, Jake Hager, Daddy Magic, and Cool Hand Ange. And we got some development in the Outcast storyline. And Soraya got uh, Harley Cameron to make out with Angelo Parker, breaking poor Ruby Soho's heart on her birthday. Great, terrible, story. great story. What uh, a friend! Angela. Terrible friend! Terrible, <laughs> terrible friend! Terrible, terrible. Then you had AEW Collision last Saturday. The show featured FTR beating House of Black in an awesome main event matchup. These two teams had really great chemistry together. Post-match, House of Black attacked Dax Hardwood, Cash Wheeler, and Daniel Garcia to close the show as Julia Hart rang the bell. The bell tolled for FTR in their hometown in North Carolina. We had Sting and Darby Allin pick up a win over the Workhorsemen. Meanwhile, Adam Copeland started the Cope Open, his open challenge where he went one-on-one with Griff Garrison in a decent little matchup by submission, picking up the win here as he climbs the ladder to head back to Christian Cage and the TNT Championship. And Eddie Kingston had a bloody hard-hitting battle against uh, Trent Beretta. Eddie Kingston picking up the win in his first defense of the AEW Continental Crown Championship. So some good. Some good action all around from AEW. Uh, a lot of people were even complaining about Adam Copeland being in a match with Griff Garrison. I mean, he wanted to work These with are the older guys. They're trying to bring the other guys up. Like, what do you want them you know, to it's do? It's like when these guys say on the microphone very oh, loudly, my God. they can't wait to work with the younger talents. And then when they work with the younger talents, what is he doing? It's terrible. <laughs> like, terrible. Who is this guy he's working with? The younger guys. The guy you don't know. So maybe if you work with Adam Copeland, you discover who he is. Yep. It's it's called this interesting concept. It's called wrestling. No, and it's now (laughs) AEW is wasting Adam Copeland's end of his career. 
no. because he's fighting the younger guys and he's fighting jobbers and he's it's <laughs> something shit, where the shit, I, the, the shit cycle is never gonna stop. It never We're all in the toilet. We're all spinning around. Yes. Uh, yeah, and it, yeah, and if he it wins is. a title, and if he wins a title, oh, they just take all the WWE guys to win their belts. It's <laughs> terrible. Can't win. Can't win. You can't win. Can't win. Uh, we got Nikki Boy. He says, "Please get Ruby away from Soraya, please, and yeah. thank you." Uh, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, we also got Power Driver Finisher saying, it's crazy how Julia has been doing the House of Black gimmick over a year. I was watching the Timelines video for her, and it's crazy she's been doing it for that long. She was doing it for on AEW Dark for a while before she brought it to AEW Dynamite and Rampage. I think it was that the first time she brought it was against uh, Anna Jay in their rivalry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, last year, and then we see how far they both come. We got that tonight. We'll talk about that in a bit here. But talking about the news from AEW, we got to talk about that. Like we like we said, uh, you you hear one thing on social media, you'll hear, oh my god, AEW's ratings is going down. Oh man, they're gonna get canceled. WBD's talking to the WWE. It's over. The sky is falling. And then Warner Brothers Discovery sends out a press release this week where they are celebrating the rating success of AEW on TN <laughs> and CBS. Calling 2023 a banner year. This is the second press release in the same week that praised AEW as the company was mentioned in an announcement about WBD's general TV success. Our good friend Andrew Zarian of the Mapman podcast said, and I quote in a tweet, that he's never seen this type of synergy between a wrestling promotion and their uh, television partner the way he sees it with AEW and WBD. So... I don't know what to say. Maybe social media is wrong. You know what it is, is that what people don't realize is that how much this world is changing. Everybody just keeps looking at the first live rating. That ain't what they, they looking at the reviews. They looking at the clicks. They looking at the likes. They're looking at the reactions. That whole interactive section of that show it all comes together. And the demos. Yeah, that's what they really that, care about. That's yeah. what goes into their that's what that's their rating. And shit will the whole week. Then they're not gonna oh from eight to ten. That's that's it. That's it. You're not you're never gonna have it's not like it was back in the day where all you had was eight to ten or nine to eleven, and you couldn't see it again unless you saw replay clips. Motherfucker, I could watch that shit on fucking TBS stream. I could watch that shit on Direct TV stream. I could watch the shit on YouTube. I could watch the shit on Instagram. I could watch the shit on X. Like, I, anywhere that there's a fucking streamer, they're getting credit for it. <laughs> like, people are just... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe, just, maybe we just out of touch. You know, you ever but these motherfuckers are slow. One, they don't have lives. They're miserable. And they don't. They, they want to make everyone else miserable. Yeah. So misery loves company. So they want to make everyone else mis- miserable as, along with them. Point I point. mean, I, 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 won't, I won't front because I am a heel. 
there, there is some fun to hating a promotion. I, I got a lot of enjoyment <laughs> in the early part of my podcast career hating on WWE. I got, I got, a, I even got a lot of enjoyment when everybody was so positive about Triple H last year, and I was the one kind of poking the hole oh, and, 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 and all the flaws no, that, no, that he was that he was that he was doing. So yeah, like I, 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 I get that, but I don't get like the, it seems kind of weird the the obsession some people have with dragging down AEW like it, it it's border it goes to that point of obsession where everything they talk about is something negative or just putting AEW in a negative light regardless of if it was negative to begin with like we, that, we can't go yeah. through a pay-per-view like oh swear uh, most people most logical wrestling fans i talk to said Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page. That was a fantastic match. The drinking blood spot. Oh, my God. I'll always remember it. Then there's the other fans that was like, oh, my God, they're drinking blood? That is so horrible. That's the worst thing I've ever seen in wrestling. I never want to see it again. Oh, my God. They ruined the whole show. That's the two things that you'll get. That's, 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 that's Gen Z talking. So that's probably Gen Z talking. So anybody that's that, that, that has that, that group of people that you actually interact with i feel sorry for you because your intelligence level is probably going to drop significantly just by interacting with them <laughs> so stay and away it, from that yeah. and it, even the pro wwe stuff is like really bad too because they find anything to defend them with especially all this shit with cm punk like oh he looks more happy oh he's not working with children and it's just like it's funny when people bring up that argument. That's so stupid. I hate no, that. Yeah. No, I no, hate like, that. That's no, so stupid. Yeah, yeah. So when people bring up that argument, what makes it funny to me, and this is me being a, and this is me. This is coming from a, this, this is, me. Yeah, like this is me being a CM Punk fan. It was like, but him going on a rant on live broadcast, ranting like a child. That's that's normal behavior that adult that that adult will do. All right. Cool. I understand. You see what Bell said down there? See what Bell said? You see that? I think the True Hill Heat needs to consider an educational show. <laughs> I, I think we need to seriously like consider it. Oh, God. Like, whenever God, I decide not live it could be Thursday. It could be Sunday. It could be Tuesday. It could be Taco Tuesday. It will count for the ratings of that particular show. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with this podcast. Like, if the pipe bomb promo is grown man stuff, like, it's not. It's really not. When you really listen to it from a different light, when you know everything that's happened with CM Punk since then, the pipe bomb angry promo, teenager. An yeah, angry it sounds teenager. like an angry teenager. He's an angry teenager. Yeah, angry teenager that didn't get their way. Oh, mom wouldn't let me. Mom's letting Dwayne go to the WrestleMania, but he's not letting me go. <laughs> I'll come back when that doofus and his daddy are both gone. And actually, if they're I'll gone, then they're Seth retarded sister. Yeah, it's it's so much. It's it's like it it was just a big crying hey, session. Now sometimes you sound up. It was a big scene. crying session. But um, yeah, last comment. <laughs>
<laughs> oh man <laughs> yes yes that's also true sometimes sometimes you can, you're standing up for yourself sometimes you swallow your pride which is like which which i understand right to an extent you can stand up, you can stand up for yourself but then you can't use the double standard of like oh yeah these people were wrong but yeah it's like but yeah what the person did in general that that's okay like no yeah. it's <laughs> you can't I, I, I think that in general the, the a lot of people with cm punk it's it can't always be someone else's fault my dude that's where yeah. we're at that's where i'm at with cm punk personally. yes it yeah. can't always be everybody else is against you it's everybody else it's never you that's what it always seems like with punk and that's my issue but Talking about not talking about punk yet, we'll get to him. Uh, Jim Ross says that his AEW contract expires uh next month, though he is uh hoping to renew it and renew the deal on the latest edition of the uh Grilling JR podcast. Ross and his co host, uh, Conrad Thompson, had a conversation where JR confirmed that his deal runs out on February 14th. Uh, so when Thompson told JR that it would be a pretty uh, sweet renewal for Mr. Tony Khan. He said, I hope so. I would like to finish up in AEW. I have to be realistic about things. These birthdays, I'm the same age as Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. I just love working with AEW. JR was at this week's episode of AEW Dynamite calling the Sting and Darby match against uh, the uh, Don Callis family, but uh, do you think that, I think he will re-sign him. I think that's a no-brainer. No you can re-sign him. Sure. For sure. I think I you mean, can. I, I'll be more I think, surprised. I think, way, I think the way they've used him is a lot better than how they were using him originally. Yeah. Yes, he's not a weekly. He's not a weekly person. Like every, he's not the two-hour guy anymore. And that's perfect. Like guys, he's perfectly fine. He's been fucking doing color commentary for forty years. <laughs> like, like it's okay at some point that he is ushering in and you know probably giving some advice to people that is backstage on how to be better storytellers, how to be better involved. He probably just ain't got the physical energy to do that shit anymore. Right. Like, damn man, that man, that man gave his life to this shit. <laughs> like, like, yeah, if you're able to let him go out on, like, terms that is, like, good for both him and the company, absolutely. Go ahead and do it, man. Go ahead and do it, man. Make some money before you decide to just ride into the sunset. Yeah, and I and I think he still has um he can still contribute more. I don't think he's at the point where he's like, oh, I don't want he's not he shouldn't be on TV anymore. Uh I do agree that the way they've been using him has been better. He seems more comfortable, to be honest with you, like in that position. And if you could get him like, you know, for main events or whatever the case may be, yeah, even for pay-per-views, I don't think it hurts anybody. Yeah, it's like a guest. It's like he's basically coming on as a guest. At this point, like he's coming on as a special attraction guest and not basically the anchor of the show. He's like, it's and, a pop, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Boomer Sooner for the main event. It's a win-win. I told you we'll get to CM Punk, and now we have another side of the story from AEW Brawl In as DJ Who Kid has gave his account 
of what happened at AEW Brawl In. DJ uh, Who Kid recently recalled being backstage at All In at Wembley Stadium with the now infamous altercation between CM Punk and Jack Perry. The rapper was at the event to accompany Swerve Strickland to the ring during his entrance on Sirius XM's Jim Norton and Sam Roberts show. Uh, he talked about being present for the altercation where he said, you already know what happened in the back. It was straight up Brawl City. I'm not going to talk about that. Blood and killing and death, he laughs. Uh, you might as well say it. I was right there. We were next. They put us to be ready to go. On what it was like being backstage for the whole thing, he said, it was crazy. It's ongoing, they told me. This has been ongoing. That was the last straw. It was the biggest moment for AEW, and I guess he was trying to sabotage that moment. He, was, he wasn't trying to go out there. I'm in the middle. I'm the fly on the wall. It was very intense. I always thought it was fake and all this shit. It's more real. It was wrestling back there. A <laughs> everything. I'm exaggerating. Um, there was a yelling moment where he, where he, we're talking about, um, uh, talking about Tony Khan. He was like, fuck this shit. This is our moment. Everybody get the fuck out there and do your shit. I was like, I don't wrestle, and but I was about to go out there. It was very intense. I will always respect wrestling <clears throat> after I saw that. And yeah, TJ Who Kid basically uh friends with Swerve Strickland, but he said that Tony Khan said told CM Punk, you fucking ruined it. You ruined it for the fans, you ruined it for us. He had his physic man see a stone cold. <laughs> Mike Tyson moment, but it was real. It was real. He was like, you fucking ruined it. And I'm sorry. Every time I hear one of these backstage accounts of brawling, my whole compare my whole conspiracy theory about CM Punk purposely doing all of this um seems to add up more every time I hear what, a backstage what thing. Is your what is your what do you what is the conspiracy for? Yeah, so I'm fired purposely. Yeah. He went to WWE in April of 2023. That's to, true. When he was on when Right. He returned yes. to, uh, he returns yes. to AEW in June 2023. Right? Yeah, he, re he returns for Collision in June 2023, and then starts the series of two months where we keep hearing these little tidbits that come out. CM Punk kicks out Ryan Nemeth from backstage at AEW Collision. CM Punk cut a promo on Hangman Adam Page calling him a peg warmer. CM Punk threw head of talent relations Christopher Daniels from Collision. He threw the Hardy Party from Collision. Anyone who's friends with the Young Bucks from Collision. He wants to sit down with, with the Young Bucks. Then the whole thing about him coming to, well, coming to London and not having a car there. All this all type of stuff. It was like every freaking week a new thing with cm punk and then he saw the biggest moment in the company's career that was the perfect time to start a fight backstage it seems way it seems like he was trying to sabotage them and get himself fired at the same time to me yeah to, to me it's I, either I agree, yeah, yeah. I did all of that yeah I, I yeah, to, yeah. yeah yeah to me it's either that's what you just said that's true or that it's just punk being, you know, being no. punk. Like he just no, can't. no, no. It is punk being punk. And then there is someone that we know is very, very smart who knows <laughs> who knows yeah. what they're doing. Like, like this is he knew what he was doing. He knew that that Tony Khan was giving him way too much power, way too much control of things. And 
he knew that he did not want to be there anymore after brawl in, a brawl out. He did not want to be there anymore. Yeah, that was obvious. And what makes it more funny now is like I know there was people like this past week. They're like, "Oh, I'm seeing myself liking CM Punk again." I don't know why. I was like, because he's in WWE, he has no fucking control in WWE, so they're gonna filter out all the bad shit from Punk for you to to realize like, oh, what they're doing. Like I know all this shit that they're doing with with Punk is like because he has no control. And AEW had he he there was no controlling him until the moment he got fired. And that's why you see a difference. It happens. People get on power trip. They don't know how to handle it. And he was one of them. He doesn't. He gets power. He doesn't know how to handle it. That's just what it is. Yeah, WWE is doing it the right way. You don't give him any power. You just use him for the star that he is. That's what the AEW should have done. Tony Khan got too much in his fandom. It seems with Punk. Yeah, he was. He did I mean, not want to. He did not want to come when we were building. So he should have never got any type of power. I agree. I mean, that's what happens when you immediately fucking hand somebody all the keys to your fucking building, your fucking car, your garage, your front door, your fucking private closet. Give them your safe code. <laughs> you fucking gave them access to everything to start. You and you see the big yet. difference. By the way, you see the big difference with when he did that, and then. He basically, Brian Danielson basically took over Punk's role. Now you see the big difference when it comes to how they're running. We ain't hearing not one complaint. He's he, <laughs> he back there finding people and stuff, Brian Danielson, but we don't hear not one complaint. I mean, but that's a part of you if you're like you're you're scouting talent and you're you're getting to know people like and you think you have some form of like dialogue and shit. You gotta share some level of transparency with the motherfucker. Like, yeah. something. Like, you gotta lay some ground. You can't just be like, oh, here, everything's yours to start. And then when he does something with all of that extra power, because he doesn't belong in that position of power, because he's a talent and not an executive, he doesn't have the brain of an executive. He has the brain of a knucklehead, because the brains of a knucklehead, he's a wrestler. Yeah, so... He me me mashed both of them together, and, and and he was like, "Fuck this! This is my shit." Like Knucklehead came out and just said, "Fuck this!" You know what? I'm gonna. This is it. This is my way out. And yeah. he did exactly. That, that, come on, man. Come on. Like, how long and how many years do we have to see shit to know when shit is calculated, planned? And you just got to take action on it. Some people yeah. don't have the balls to take the actions that their brain is thinking. He clearly has the balls to take the actions that his brain was thinking if he don't want to be at set place no more. He was like, I'm going I'm to get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. Um, just gonna I still do think it. it's the right decision. I'm going to yeah. do it at the biggest event ever for your company. And make an action Yeah. And I still think it was the right decision, no matter what people want to say about WWE's ratings and all this stuff about social media. Like, oh, it was the highest rate, it was the highest viewed moment. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. I think I still, to this day, I still think they made the right decision by letting him go. Yeah. Uh, we got one more thing before oh, we give a 
preview of AEW Collision and a battle of the belts tonight. And that is Mr. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, uh, during a virtual signing, uh, talked about the possibility of possibly joining up with AEW. Uh, Matt Riddle said, yeah, honestly, I feel like a lot of the talent when I got released were going to try to do that. I wanted to think outside of the box and maybe not rush right back into doing TV matches. TV is a lot different than wrestling on P uh on uh, pay-per-view or the indies there are commercials they cut times they change things for me right now new japan mlw the indies i can display my art and i'm not under any time crunch or requirement i have a lot more freedom tna isn't out of the picture either there are certain things i want to do i really wanted to work in japan and i made that a priority do you guys think that matt riddle could possibly join up with aew down the line it doesn't sound like a priority. Yeah. Like right. It just doesn't I mean that that's good. That's good. Let like, him have his just, fun and go exactly. other places. Go to New Japan. Go, I mean, even though they'll let him go to they'll let him do all those things. Yeah. But I think he wants to do it on his own terms. I don't think he wants to just be, you know, go around and like see where he can go and flourish and you know, do what he can do. And that's understandable too. So I, I'm not I'm not mad at that at all. It's the right way to kind of think about it. You got to think outside the box to make a name for yourself. And his name has been popping up more often than not uh, since. He needs it. Big yeah. he, he, he and he really needs this time away from like a big company. To be honest with you, yeah. just because of how yeah. like his WWE run, how like that went sour, and like all the stuff that you was hearing about and him being problematic. I think this is the right thing he should do because he's still a popular name on the indies. Like, yeah, right. That's, oh, yeah. There's still oh, yeah. a reason why he's still, he's getting booked a lot. Um, sometimes Matt Riddle, you know, from personal experience, he tends to double, triple book himself by mistake because he doesn't realize how many shows really want him. But uh, he's still a probable name, right? As of right now, they really don't need him. There's no need for him. Yeah, uh, an AW, so that's fine too. I think if you get them like, in, like you know, like appearances, like it doesn't have to be a big contract or a nice like, hey, let's have an open challenge, and it's Matt Riddle. Right. I think that'd be something cool, like something like that would be kind of like cool to see, but not a need right now. And we see so many guys start off in AEW in that type of fashion, coming in for like an open challenge, like Bobby Fish mm -hmm. is one I always uh, think about previously that came in like that, uh, but. We got a big show tonight, AEW Collision and Battle of the Belts 9. So some rapid-fire predictions as we talk about the cards for both Battle shows. The they do it. Uh, that's, why it's, that's why it's every 9. Quarter. Every quarter is Battle of the Belts 9. Oh, uh, we got nine. AEW on <laughs> AEW Collision. Uh, the Ring of Honor World <laughs> six-man tag team titles up for grabs. Mobile Embassy versus Lance Archer and The Righteous. Who you got, Chrissy Love? I'm going to go with the Mogul Embassy. Top guy, JJ. Um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna go. Yeah, let's go with the Mogul. J uh, Josh. Oh, uh, the Embassy. I'm gonna agree. Make it unanimous. Mogul Embassy for the win. Uh, we got the next Cope Open. Adam Copeland Open Challenge. Won't predict who's gonna win because Adam Copeland is probably gonna win. But we will predict who we think is gonna answer the Cope Open. And I'm going to go with Cole Carter because he's the tag team partner of Griff Garrison. <laughs> Copeland? No, who's going who's gonna to answer the challenge? Oh, who's going to answer the challenge? Oh. Yeah. Um, 
Who did you say? I said Cole Carter. Sure. Ring of Honor. Okay. <laughs> Top guy, JJ. Uh, Whoever give me Daniel Gar give me Daniel Garcia. Well, he's in a match on the show. Oh, that's <laughs> a problem. Um, <laughs> that's a problem. That's definitely not gonna happen. You gotta go lower. You gotta go lower. Have, have no lower on the card. You gotta go lower way low, like way lower on the card. Then I don't fucking know. Then Tony I don't needs. fucking. Then I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the bottom of AEW's roster. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Garrison's partner. I'm gonna go with that. Let's find the obvious choice right now. Then we got the day, the in-ring debut of Diana Perazzo. She goes one-on-one -on -one with Red Velvet. Perazzo. Perazzo. Come on. Like, why are you doing Red Velvet, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> unanimous, unanimous. Diana Perazzo for the win. You also got returning to Virginia and then you finally got the main event is going to be FTR teaming up with Daniel oh, Garcia, Daniel Garcia. The House of Black. Who you got here, Josh? Uh, I'm going with House of Black. House Tommy. of Black. Uh, yeah. JJ? Yeah, I'm going to go House of Black. Yeah, I'll make it unanimous. House of Black gets to win. They lost last week, so they got to win this week. And then you got Battle of the Belts 9, and I don't know how loud they're going to play uh, Judas here because they played <laughs> really, really fucking loud on Dynamite this week. So they'll probably have to play it for the entire duration of the matchup as Chris Jericho teams up with Sammy Guevara to face and challenge the AEW World Tag Team Champions Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Top guy, JJ, who you got? Neither? <laughs> you gotta pick one friend. You gotta pick one friend. Uh, give uh, for some reason Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Jericho, oh, one more accolade. Oh, no. uh, I'm going uh, definitely. Big Bill and Ricky should win this. Um, Chris Jericho, if they if Tony Khan put a belt on this man, he's he's an idiot. It's perfectly fitting. Josh, uh, I think Starks and Big Bill they retain. Um, too, way too much heat on Jericho for, for anything like this to happen at this moment. Starks and Big Bill must win these titles. And please, Tony Khan, do the right thing. Sit Jericho's ass down. Take him Definitely. off Definitely. He's not only he's not only he's he's not only a problematic uh person who's getting booed out the building, he's also a stale act at the same time. Just have him lose. Take some time. Yo, bro, there was no participation for Judas at all on Dynamite. None. <laughs> there was a big win for Preston Vance, which leads to a big matchup here on Battle of the Belts. He challenges AEW international champion Orange Cassidy. Chrissy, who you got? I'm going to go with uh, Cassidy. Can we give someone else a chance now? I mean, like, yeah, like we we like if we, he's gonna lose to Roddy, right. we need to get get on that, get on that. Yeah, like I, I feel like, and I understand why he got the belt back. No problem, great, sure. But there's some other guys that could do a great run. Not that I have a problem with Orange Cassidy. We've seen it all. Like, give some other guys a chance now. Heard it all before. Thank you, friend. Um, <laughs> I, that, was, that was well, well, yes, well put. Yes. Yeah, we're going to keep this with, we're going to keep this with Cassidy. Um, yeah. yeah. Don't sound too enthused there. Uh, Josh. Um, Orange easily. But I actually do like the fact you said strong. I think he should be the guy to 
Yeah, they they they've already teased it. Just start the feud, like Jesus. What are we doing? Uh, I I said my one my one nitpick of Dynamite was Undisputed Kingdom did not need to be in a matchup. They needed to be sitting in the crowd at Daly's place during Orange's matchup and during Joe's promo because they said they're going after the titles, but they just repeated themselves again this week. They should have been watching the champions. Um, but. Finally, Battle of the Belts, you got the TBS Championship up for grabs with two AEW Originals, Julia Hart defending against Anna J. Top guy, JJ, who you got? I'm not picking against Julia Hart until she loses. That is literally my favorite woman in AEW right now. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you at all. Uh, Josh, who you got? Uh, Julia. Didn't, we do, didn't they do this already, Bill? Yeah, when she wasn't the champion. When she wasn't the champion. Oh. They they feuded before. It's a feud coming back. That's how that works. Got it. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm going Julia Hart. Um, even though don't sleep on Anna J though. No, I think I think if they're attempting Anna J to be a baby face, I think yeah. that they, they definitely need to show that promo she did after her yeah. match. Got mm-hmm. Emotional mm-hmm. about uh Brody Lee, but I'm willing to give her a shot. They just need her to get more reps. Give her the I always say this is the now the thing that we say we got to give her the sky blue treatment. Sky well, blue no, got better. is fine. But there's no, levels to this. But but there's like levels to this. JJ, you got to see the difference between Anna J and Julia Hart. They started at the same damn time. Oh, I, I, that's why I love Julia Hart. That's Julia why I love Hart is so far ahead. And then Sky Blue started after Anna Jay, but they just gave her a lot of reps. And now she's past Anna Jay. Like, Anna Jay needs more reps. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it. Listen, but don't, as long I'm as she doesn't interfere with Julia Hart, we good. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I'm not saying she's trying to win. I'm saying, with Julia, I'm saying oh, Julia, good. Julia wins, but we need Anna J to get more reps, more matches. Be in Julia's there. Julia's that chick, yo. Yes. She's a star. She's absolutely a star. We have a super chat donation from our good friend Tom Talks Rubbish. Thank you so much, Tom. Great interview I did with him. It's going to be dropping, I believe, next month or March. Uh, Tom saying, What's up? Thank you for being nice people. You are the nicest, sir. Uh, we also got one of our members, Brandon Brown, who has been a member for three months. Thank you so much, Brandon. We appreciate the support. Always popping in on our flagship podcast here. And then we finally got the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson, Nikki Boy. Oh my God, who just did that? What? <laughs> oh, shit. Y'all didn't see it. That's why. It was like hearts that came out of my stuff. The thing. When I did like this. Oh, I, I totally missed it. I totally yeah, missed it. I totally <laughs> I didn't do that. Look, we got a little, we got a little change now. Now we need the sound effects. We'd be all right. <laughs> got a super chat donation from Nikki Boy. He says, "For the disciplinary Listen, dragon, boy, I'll do this shit and make Chrissy see shit. Then that that that, that, that it's, it's all better for everybody, you know." <laughs> Thank you, all of y'all. Send a super chat. <laughs> she just said she's. She just said she's so little hearts. It just came out. See, Nick said we have another super chat donation from our good friend Nikki Boy Negro Bug Nick Jackson who says TK really got Jinda more over in five minutes than WWE could do in five years. Now I've truly seen it all. Yeah, man. Uh, correction. I, JJ said it correction. Seven years. <laughs> Six and a half. 
six and a half. Yo, I hate you so much. Happened in May of 2017. That's six years. And where are we now? 2024. 2024. <laughs> don't don't lose sight of that. <laughs> I can't. Oh, God. Oh. We're in 2024. This is when I've been doing it too long, guys. I, I thought we were still in 2023. Uh, yeah. but thank you, Negro Buck. Appreciate it, good brother. Thank you. Uh, we got Ninja Mortis who says send Anna J to stardom for six months to a year. This did wonders for my Mariah May. Mariah May is ready to go. Uh, but Let's get into Ring of Honor. Let's finish our converse, the converse of what we <laughs> converse. Call, yeah, we call everything Tony Khan <laughs> or everything Tony Khan owns is the converse. And we got to talk about Ring of Honor TV. The show featured Kyle Fletcher picking up a win over Angelico to retain the Ring of Honor TV title in his second successful defense. Uh, Taya Valkyrie continued her winning streak, uh, defeating Robin Renegade. You also had a four-way matchup that Queen Amianata got the win over Trisha Dora, Lady Frost, and Diamante. Meanwhile, Blake Christian picked up a win in a fatal four-way defeating uh, Gravity, Slim J, Jack Cartwheel, and then you had a Shane Taylor Promotions picking up a win in a best two out of three falls matchup against the Infantry in the main event. But some good action from Ring of Honor TV, but we're finally out of the converse, and we're oh heading over to the land of Triple H and Paul Lafette and Visick Man and oh, all that. Oh shit, the ratings are about to go up. Boom, through the roof. About to go up now. AEW for an hour and 50 minutes. Uh, no, actually, no, 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 we talked about Kurt Angle for like 15. We talked about TK, Gender, and Hook for like 45 minutes. Yeah, so about thirty, a solid 35 to 45 minutes went on two WWE people. Uh, you forgot to talk, talk about Athena and um and and um Nyla Rose attacking. They did a Athena promo. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, so Athena good. was at her uh, training facility in Texas, and Nyla Rose attacked her, setting up Nyla Rose as the next challenger for the Ring of Honor Which Women's World really Championship. Good. Yes, give me some vignettes and backstage segments with the with Nyla Rose and Athena. And she's great on Twitter, by the way. Nyla, she's fucking hilarious. She's a very nice late. She's very nice. The best on Twitter. Uh, WWE SmackDown last night. The show featured the Bloodline responding to Nick Aldis announcing the fatal four-way at the Royal Rumble as Sola Sokoa and Jimmy Uso attacked Cameron Grimes to stop his match with Grayson Waller from happening. Anything to nobody. That poor man. Like he ain't even been on TV. This led to Nick Aldis announcing the Bloodline in a trios main event after Randy Orton a against Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight. This led to a show-long angle where Paul Heyman was looking for a partner as Roman Reigns wasn't there, and he failed miserably as Solo and Jimmy then attacked Orton to take him out of play to make it a tag team matchup against Styles and Knight. Until Randy Orton made his return, delivered the RKO to get the win for him styles and orton i mean him styles and knight and then after the matchup they attacked the bloodline three on two attack ending with a shield power bomb through the commentary table to solo sokoa to for the baby faces to stand tall you also had bianca belair picked up another win against <laughs> did we ever beat bianca no once 
No. Never, never. Never? Never, never ever, I ever? No, nah, it was like once. Like once. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah no, nah, she got a single. Once. Like a single. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a single. It, it feels like never. It literally it feels, feels like, like never. It feels like but never. But it was in, at least one time. This is their new John Cena, Randy Orton, guys. Um, We also saw Carlito make his return attacking Santos, but that didn't stop his boys and Angel and Umberto to pick up the win against the LWO. And last names no more. You also had no, they don't. No. They also had this freak accident. Um, oh my remove, god, yeah. Remove your eyes if you don't want to get cringeworthy, but this is what happened on uh SmackDown to Carmelo Hayes and Austin uh. Fury, who were having a really good matchup until they went to a no contest after both land. Both guys landed very awkwardly on a Spanish fly off the top rope, but we also got a superb backstage vignette mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Tyler Bate and Butch, where Tyler Bate was trying to inspire Butch to find his identity and what his name should be. It should be Pete. The Bruiser fucking weight. The fucking Bruiser weight. Like, the uh, fuck? This was great. This got I'm me. I was like, yeah, this, this, was the be- yes. this is the best thing on SmackDown. That was that the best was thing on the entire. That was the best thing on SmackDown. I, like, like I said, I said last night on the SmackDown review. I was like, a week from now, I will not remember anything from this fucking show except for that segment. Yeah. Honestly, the rest of this show was ass. To me, the rest of this show was ass. (laughs) I don't believe it. Like, like, this show sucked. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this show sucked. Like, this is not a good episode of SmackDown at all. Yesterday. What? People were grading it on Know Your Role last night, like an 8.5. and This show is the epitome of fives. Wow. This is like, like this, this is the epitome of a mid show. This was a yeah. filler show. This is yeah, a place. The, yeah. I love that you forgot to say that Paul Heyman called um Nick Aldis a uh, James Bond um wannabe. Say wannabe? Yeah. Put it on the t-shirt, please, friends. I want yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, this is the epitome of a mid show. But yeah, that Pete, yeah, that Pete Dunn teaser. That that was the best thing of the I, entire. I guess we'll say it's worth the wait because we've been waiting for so long. I mean, Papa H has been in charge for like how long? You should have been redid that audible and rechanged his name from the get go because Butch was just dumb. He is not Butch. He is Pete Dunn. I guess because he owns his name. Maybe I don't know, but fix it. You know, it's like for some reason it's like almost like WWE wants to try to fuck with your brain and your make brain. you realize how much yes. you like something, yes. and then they take it away, yep. and then they yearn for you to just put it yes. back the way it was. Yes, put it back the way it was, and you beg for it for a year, two years, and it's like please, you. and you see it. It's like that's the best thing they've done <laughs> in six months to a year. Like, no, nigga, this is a two-year mistake that they're fixing. <laughs> they got, they got years of uh, of fixing to do, basically, to fix everything. But, yeah, this got me very excited. And the and the segment was well done. It felt believable. Oh, Tyler Bay was such a perfect fit for that segment. He was yeah, so yeah. Good. Like, like his like, being over the top. Here? Him being over the top, all happy and zen. And then be done just Tyler, shut up. I was like, that felt mad realistic. That felt way more realistic than usual WWE vignettes. Yeah. Uh, JJ, are you drinking Caribbean Sunset, friend? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Absolutely. That's my shit. Yep, it is. That's my shit. But we got to say you're on the way, friend. Since Josh, (laughs) Chrissy Love, and uh, Top Guy JJ wasn't with us last week to talk about the big topic, we got to have a talk about the update. 
Okay. As previously it. reported, it's believed that WWE oh my God. I'm so, I'm is here. moving I was here. forward. I know you were here. I said, finally moving forward with The Rock versus Roman Reigns, although it remains to be seen which show it happens on. The belief is that it will happen at WrestleMania, although there were reports that the Western Australian government wanted Rock at Elimination Chamber in right. Perth. I want to emphasize that again. I want to emphasize that again. The Western Australian government wanted Rock, not Rock versus Roman. They wanted the Rock. That's fine. Exactly. In person. <laughs> exactly. Uh, even if Rock shows up for that show, Reigns may not. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that at this time, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns is not scheduled to appear at Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia. Reigns has not been advertised for the, the event from the very beginning, folks. There are currently no plans to have Roman Reigns in Australia at all for the Elimination Chamber. This would seemingly confirm that WWE is planning the match for WrestleMania. Dave Meltzer did speculate oh God, that it could guys. end up being a three-way matchup with, with Cody Rhodes, but that wouldn't be known for sure until weeks from now. And I will let you know what the result is, if it's going to be a three-way matchup or not, by simply showing you this. Yeah, it's not. It, it's not going to be a three-way match. It doesn't make that makes no sense. It doesn't it make makes no sense. sense. Yo, bro. I, had, I yo, literally got yo, into SP, bro, I'm people. telling you, SP, bro. this is going to be bro. the easiest fifty dollars I ever win from Romeo in my life. Stop! Stop! Romeo money. Oh, on True Hill Heat Sports Live during the fucking watch along, we placed a $50 bet that Romeo was so sure that this match was taking place at Elimination Chamber. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I was just like, he, I'm not even arguing with you it? no more. Let's put a bet on it right now. As I, let's, 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 I'm putting, I will, and I should have, I should have put more. I should have put more. <laughs> like I was like, I should have put a Benji. I should have put a Benji at least. Like, like, do people that are actually tweeting this stuff do they not realize that that show will be on at six a.m. Eastern in the United States? Doesn't make sense. How how does how does like, make what, it make sense? Like that is make like make that, is, that is like the equivalent of them of them putting Michael Jordan in a time machine and bringing them back to 1996 to verse LeBron James, who they put in a time machine from 2013, but they're going to have it at Wrestle Kingdom time. Did LeBron James have hair? Yeah, yeah, he had a little bit, a little okay. bit before he started he was brushing the, like, But like, like, yo, this is like putting Mike Tyson versus Floyd Mayweather at Japanese times. Like what? Oh, like, it does we not make any it. fucking sense to put this match that they've been building to before Cody started his story here. Before Cody SP, it, it doesn't even make it doesn't even make sense to go this deep because it it yeah. ain't happening. Cause thank you, Aman. He was there. He was there for the bet. But it, yo, it, it, it this is. It was uh, yo, all you could do is laugh. All I want to know is did he Venmo you, you or Cash App you or Zell you your fifty dollars, friend? 
Yeah, but not only that. I just need the match to be announced for WrestleMania. So the match has to happen. So it has to be, it has to happen. So like if the match doesn't happen, then we wash. But if the match, so obviously, come in, I can't win if the match doesn't happen. Like the match has to happen. I I picked WrestleMania. He picked the Elimination Chamber. So yeah, so when it doesn't happen at Elimination, when it doesn't happen at Elimination Chamber, I'm 50% of the way there already. I just need the match to be announced for WrestleMania and then it's over. So are we thinking that this match is going to happen this year? Yes. I think it has to. It has to. It has, it has to at this point. Anything, anything the, besides that, it, kind of a, it has to. Yeah. That, like, like, you, like people don't uh, what what a lot of the Cody like that are just so adamant that Cody they they have put like these fan base of Cody and uh, like Josh is a Cody fan but I wouldn't even put him in this fan base that are just so enamored with this self imposed by them by the fans by deadline fans. deadline of WrestleMania forty there has never been anything said right, right. about that WrestleMania forty is the end of the story never. Never said that. They even went out of their way after Cody lost and y'all were all disappointed. Paul Heyman repeated himself from what he said at the Royal Rumble just three months earlier that we're only in the third inning, guys. We're only in the third inning. And like, people don't understand, like, the only way, the only way you can get Cody into this spot, if you have made it, it is now that you have made it a deadline of WrestleMania 40 you should probably just stop watching. Just stop watching. Just stop watching because that is the only way WWE will have any consequence. Any consequence. Just don't watch. Just don't what? watch. And they'll be like, oh, man, we should have put Cody in this position. What makes it, it even, so even annoying, that is not going to work. <laughs> what makes it all so annoying is that the people that is so passionate about this that this must happen. It must be WrestleMania. Even if it's not WrestleMania 40, it has to be WrestleMania. And no one ever said WrestleMania has to be when he captures the championship. No one has ever in their life said that. So if he wins the championship for the first time at SummerSlam, it's going to be less special. Like and, so. and I literally, I literally had that debate <laughs> with someone this week where I said, "Name one of the greatest world title reigns that ended at WrestleMania." I wait. What do what do people <laughs> what do people usually bring up? What do usually people bring up? CM Punk four thirty four Raw Rumble, Bruno San Martino seven years WrestleMania wasn't even invented, guys. Uh, Bob Backlund from from the eighties WrestleMania wasn't invented, guys. I'm like like yo every single. World Hulk Hogan over that four year run ended on Saturday night main event, guys. Like, no, of uh, none of the greatest title reigns in WWE history have ever ended at WrestleMania. Ever. So, what, why are we so enamored that this has to be the place to end the story? And it's not even and- like this has to be the place to end the story because I suggested and I've laid it out for you. I'm really good at reading tea leaves and reading reports. The Rock went out publicly and said, 
the plan was for him to face Roman in, in Hollywood at, at 39. 39. Yes. What happened? What happened? Vince started touching people, had them lawsuits come out. He got exposed. At the same time, Rock was ruining his film career with what happened with Black Adam in DCEU. At the same time, WWE was trying to sell the company. <laughs> All of it happened at the same time. The same to the point that the Rock had to hold back another year and Cody got moved up another year because I I I am 100% sure if Rock first Roman at WrestleMania 39 Cody would have had the match at WrestleMania 40 and it would have been the end of the story because WWE was only aiming to get 1000 they were aiming for 1000 once they got close to 1000 there was nothing not even Cody and his story that were going to stop them from having Roman Reigns hit 1000 it is what it is Cody got moved up a year so now he gets moved back a year to 41 and we can end the story then he'll end a 5 year run Roman and Rock and Roman makes a whole bunch of sense in Philly in Philly is so important to this story of their story. What happened in Philly in 2015? The Royal Rumble where Vince McMahon thought, oh, the fans are going to boo Roman Reigns. Well, I got the trump card. His cousin's going to come out and save the day. And we got that awkward moment of The Rock looking at the crowd, raising Roman's hands, being like, oh, shit, they don't fucking like you. Uh, in Philly, he won his first world title, Roman Reigns. In Philly, Philly 25 Philly. years ago, The Rock main evented his first WrestleMania against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Philly makes a whole bunch of sense for the story that they have been telling for the past four years. Let's finish that story before we finish Cody's. Okay, this is all making a better picture for Cody at the end of the day, too. Cody has been back with the WWE for less than two years. He's been back for less than two years. Can we build some substance? Can we build some content? Can we build some history for Cody Rose with the roster that we have now? Because when he actually wins the shit, where's your interest? Where's your interest when he wins it? You, everybody, oh, he finished the story. Now what? Everybody's going to be stuck on stupid with now what? Now what? Now what happens? You're just going to get some challenges off the woodworks and everything's going to feel so fucking random. Wrestling is better with history attached to it. Uh, he ain't losing to the Sokoa. And, oh, and, and look, at the, look at this comment, though. Like, Nikki boy, we love you here, Negro Bug, but... This is the most wrong comment ever. Yeah, Roman doesn't need the title. The title mm. needs Rock and Roman. That's y'all. Y'all don't. Y'all never does. think about that. Yeah. Y'all never think. Y'all always say. I don't think, I don't think it, it does. Though. I think it, 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 it does. It does. It does. It does. And Chrissy, yeah. both uh, things can be true. That Rock and Roman yeah. doesn't need the title, but the title needs Rock and Roman. Both things can yes. be true. Okay. That's fair. I think okay. If we do that, that's perfect. I'm not saying you guys are right or wrong. What I'm what I'm saying is, either way, the match will happen. Does it need the belt? Probably not. I think it's more so concerned about the family and those damn lays than the belt. I think the more the, the story, the, the head of the I, table, the head of exactly. the championship. Okay. But, yeah. Because yeah. when he became the head of the table, he won. But they, but the more important part was when they gave him those red lays, and he wears them every time he has mm -hmm. a big match. That's what's the important part. And Paul Heyman holds those things, so that's the, I think that's the more sacred part of the head of the table mm -hmm. than that belt. 
But mm-hmm. if we do both, they do both. I really don't give a but, shit. Whatever. But, Chrissy, but, like, but what did the lay sit on top of? What does the lay always sit on top of? What do you the mean? WWE Championship. It lays on top of the WWE Championship. Okay. They symbolize each other. Like, it, they, they're together. One, go, one doesn't go without the other. It's like one plus one. It's two. Yeah, they go okay, together. Yeah. Like, they, oh, yeah. they both are right, but they both go together. Like, they, they got to go together. That they, they need to be together. Okay. Yeah, the head of the table is the oh. best. Okay. It's also the added the added story that nobody's talking about of well the last time the Rock first uh, uh record breaking champion who was that record breaking champion's manager Paul Heyman. There's so, oh. there's so many story elements that not are not even being pulled yet because they are they are waiting to pull them with this whole this whole story. There's so many other layers and it involves a lot of those layers involves the title. The title needs it. The title can't go from night to main event the last four years to what would happen if what Randy Orton won the title at the Royal Rumble to set up Orton and Cody bro, the title? Bro. It would be like the night the two open. That's garbage. That's garbage. That would, that's like that Triple H Jericho. Yeah, that that's one of the things I wanted to bring up too because I've been seeing a lot of fucking horrendous booking ideas, and and it's always the end goal is like oh Cody uh, facing the champion at WrestleMania, which is like. I mean, coming from a Cody fan myself, it's just like I wouldn't want that for him just to say, oh, yeah, he needs it. He needs it now. It's just for me personally, like, I, and I've always stated, I don't care for The Rock and Roman that much. Like, do I want to see it as a match? No. But I get why they're doing it. So it's like for me, it's like I'm not going to be upset about it just because, like, I know what I'm getting out of The Rock. He's fucking his cardio is so bad that he's probably going to be gassed out in the first five minutes anyway in the match. But it's just... He's not going to be gassed in the first five minutes. You know why, Josh. Guys, I'm not, my, they're they're going to be staring down for five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my thing is, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to talk to minutes. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, but, like, I get why they're doing it. It's like, you know, it's a bigger fucking moment, right? You put the rock in Rome, that's a big it's gonna draw the most attention, it's gonna draw the most so I get it in that aspect, but I just what I dislike about everybody's just like they're trying to make up fucking horrible ideas. It's like, do you really think fucking Roman is gonna lose a fucking thousand thousand day plus streak at Royal Rumble because somebody else loses it for him? No, then that's not gonna fucking happen. Because this whole idea, even of like, oh, he doesn't have to get pinned, is like no. You don't fucking end the streak like that. Roman needs to lose a title where it means something. Like where he gets beat. Yeah, like it needs to mean something, right? In regards to The Rock and Roman, to me, in my personal opinion, it does need the title, right? Because because it makes it more interesting. But also, that's the whole point of putting Roman over. Like he not only beats The Rock, but he beats him in a title match that continues his streak. Like that's that's why it's needed. Um, if you take off the belt in any capacity and still have the match at WrestleMania, uh, it's not going to be as interesting. I think people are going to still talk about it, but it's not going to it's not going to mean anything. Like you need that title for a reason. Yeah, 
it, it will be the the centerpiece. There'll be a no brainer that that's the the night two main event. Where if it doesn't have Absolutely. the title, you're gonna have people being like, "Well, well, Rhea and Becky they were supposed to main event. They should main event night two. Um, anyway, but talking about Roman Reigns and main events and his championship matchups, let's talk about his upcoming one at the Royal Rumble as he'll be defending in a fatal four way matchup. But that wasn't the original plan, according to Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer newsletter. The original plan was not the Fatal 4-Way where Roman will defend against LA Knight, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles. It was originally supposed to be Orton versus Reigns one-on-one. However, there were some in WWE who didn't think Reigns should beat Orton this early. The belief is that there is money in a future Reigns-Orton program and it's too soon to do it. The addition of Knight and Styles gives Roman someone to beat while saving Orton for the future. And um, I wonder why they're doing that. Are they going to do Orton and Reigns after WrestleMania because Roman's going to retain? Oh my god! <laughs> I hate y'all so much. <laughs> Yo, sometimes when they do dumb shit, I don't think shit, they understand I'm, that he's going all the way to SummerSlam, right? But pretty much every time him, they but, do like, dumb shit, he's passing. I, 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 I told you guys, he's gonna we pass Hogan last year, guys. Like we were, we've been. I mean, y'all always mad when Cody lost. Like y'all was like. But we had to change the story. We told you this was happening. We told y'all from this from the get-go. So, this is why, people, all of it makes sense. This is why Cody will not face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. Why are we going to have Cody Rose lose two fucking years in a row (laughs) to the same guy in the same night at the same spot. Then you have Randy Orton that is, he is white hot right now. Randy Orton is white fucking hot. And you're going to just shoot your load and be done with Randy Orton in a matter of two months? This needs to be a program. This needs to be a whole program. So I loved the call when I saw Fatal 4-Way because you got meat on the bone still with Randy Orton. You got meat on the bone still with AJ Styles. And you could still have unfinished business. That Those three can carry Roman all the way to SummerSlam and still provide a level of interest. You got yeah. Bobby Lashley. You just re-signed CM Punk. Like- you got meat on the bone. Like You don't waste because if Randy Orton loses the championship match at the Royal Rumble, Randy Orton is now out of the picture. Randy Orton's out of the picture with nowhere to go except probably facing one of these other top faces or the other top heels. And who? what top heels there are there on SmackDown? The Bloodline. The Bloodline. Bloodline. And the Bloodline. Oh, and the Bloodline. And the Bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> so so you can't waste that. You can't waste that. And he, the man just came back at Survivor Series. You can't waste that. In two months, like you gotta have something healthy for Randy Orton for that minimum of a year. You and, gotta and, uh, have something for him. Also, also, guys, you know, isn't it would be nice that Randy Orton go into WrestleMania where he hasn't lost since his return, and then he loses to uh, a guy who needs to finish a chapter in his story. That would be nice that he has some history with. 
because I see in the chat, I saw Nikki boy who said all uh, that Randy Cody uh, booking is a terrible idea. No, it's not. It's actually the best. It's actually the best option for Cody if he's not. Option be. two, that'll be that'll be the best scenario for him because there's nobody really else to put. There's no one, there. there's no one else on a main yeah, event. It's not going to mean anything. The whole legacy, yeah. the legacy of the two guys, like it brings them back. Like there's so many stories that we can put together. We probably like, don't. Even, you know, even what, SP, you need to clip Cody. this. You need to clip this because there is such a high probability this match is happening. There is such. There is such a high probability. But it's not a terrible idea. I don't. I don't agree. I mean, I mean I it's like. But I think he's going to come back to bite him because he's going to like no, it. Because, because you know what it is? It's just that people are. What what it is is that fans are stuck with the aspect of they feel like Cody needs to win it at this WrestleMania. So it's like no matter who you pair him with, that's gonna be a bad idea. And I'm like, the best scenario in the situation would be Randy, just because in the story aspect, that would make the most sense. Who you, you gonna put him in the mid-card title match? No, that 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 to me that'll devalue his his uh his stock. And then and then also remind you guys. He still hasn't signed a new contract. They offered a new contract, and he still hasn't signed it. And I think and this is just me talking. I, it's just my opinion. I think that it, the reason why he hasn't signed yet is because he wants to, <laughs> he wants to make sure he gets a guaranteed title match and wins it. And that's why he's guaranteed waiting to find win. a new deal. Yeah, <laughs> title yeah, win. Title, title win. win. Yeah, yeah, title yeah, win. And he, yeah, yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna guarantee it. That's his way of having leverage. Of all right, I'll sign this new deal. You got to guarantee that I win <laughs> the main Absolutely. title. Absolutely. Like I think, and I think that's what he's doing. That's just me. If I'm if I'm if I'm negotiating a new contract, knowing that I'm a top guy in the company, that's what I, that's what that's I would do. And I think what he's doing. He only signed a two-year deal, right? That's kind of crazy. If you if you sign with these people, you have to have this stuff in writing because they will have your ass sitting in the back or doing all these. Cody's smart enough to know that. He's smart enough to know that. And he better be. I hope I hope that he has had it in his clause. Maybe it's a whole three year thing where he have to wait three years and run for this belt. I don't know. No, but But Chrissy, this man signed a two year contract. That's that's what it looks like. No, it's literally, three years. Three years. Three years. It was a three year. Right then. Thirty eight. He debuted in thirty eight. Yeah, it expires at the thirty-eight end of to thirty-nine and thirty-nine it, to forty. It right? ends That's... at the end of this year. He signed in twenty twenty-two. No, no, no. So yeah. So what happened was that it ends towards the end of this year. But what happened was that they offer they're offering new deals. Cody was one of the people they offered new deals to, but he hasn't signed yet. Some other people have have re-signed, so but he's one of the. What, what do you mean yeah. that they offered him a new deal? So they want him to go, they want to like take away that the three year deal and give him a whole new um deal now? No, no, no. What it is, no, no. So what it is is that if they offer him a new contract, uh-huh. it will kick in after his original deal. Oh, start, like, so, okay. So, yeah, so they always done that. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so, so, so it's right basically the next one. Okay. You know right. he's probably, so it's, a, it's an extension. Oh, this time is, is so good for him. This time yeah, is yeah, so it's an good extension. for him. Like you, the amount of leverage that that man has going into that new contract. Yeah, like, like Jesus, like, shit. Well, what, you, what would you leverage? Like, what, what would he bring? Like, what is he going to now say? He, you know, he don't have, any, he don't have, he, he doesn't have anything to say. He, he just needs have... to let the fucking let the video packages do all the speaking. The, the leverage he has now, the only leverage he has is his merch, is his merch and the numbers. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The lever, the lever, and you know, every story. time he's on TV, the, the numbers go high. No, I, I yeah, think he has. A, I think he has a healthy amount of. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly merch, but I think baby too. face in the company. 
yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he has as much as much leverage as someone like uh, Drew McIntyre because yeah, yeah, know, I think what right? it is for Drew McIntyre Cody. when he when he when the negotiation the why that's taking so long is because Drew has the option to go to AEW. I don't think Cody has that same option. Wait, he wait, wait, why not? He would look kind of. I'm trying to say why. Him, why why isn't it a phantom option? Why isn't it not a phantom option? Because, if you're negotiating, because he, they're not in the same shape that he that they were when he left. One and two, he will. It would look like he's tucking his tail between his legs and going back home. Mm, okay. That would look bad on him. So that's why it's not an option. So he's become too big to leave. <laughs> so that's basically, he's become yeah. too big to leave. No, he's too big to leave, yeah. Which, which yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you said on that. I think he's too big to leave, but then also I think with the company themselves, they're probably looking at it like, oh, he no, it could, makes sense. Like when you right say back. it like that, it makes he sense. Right, like, he was dealt right back to W to, to AEW. That's the reason why they're offering him the deal now. Like that's the reason why they want him to sign an extension. He just hasn't done it yet, and I think that's part of the reason why he hasn't done it yet. That's like basically be having that superstar player that like has like shitty options to go to, mm. like like he's, <laughs> it's like There's shit, bro. Like I, he, so 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 you're saying that fucking Cody Rose is like Saquon Barkley right now, basically. Ooh, that's what like, I move, like. Move around. Superstar I don't get the, talent. I don't want to get the giant fans upset on us. So superstar we'll talent, but he like, <laughs> damn son. The grass ain't green anywhere else. I gotta make it here, cuz I gotta make it here. <laughs> but also with Saquon, but also with Saquon, he just has a history of injuries. Like that's the biggest thing with Saquon. Like if it was I'm King Henry, that's a different story. Like King Henry. Yeah, so my contract yeah. negotiator, yeah, Saquon yeah, yeah. can't stay on the fucking field. But yeah. <laughs> WWE posted an update on Austin Theory and Carmelo Hayes after their yeah. matchup. Uh, they posted update following their match tonight on hashtag SmackDown at Theory One and at Carmelo underscore WWE were evaluated for injuries. They both suffered face contusions, but will be okay. Uh, hopefully. Not too bad with the face confusions there, but yeah, moving on to WWE Raw this week, they did 1.464 million viewers. The show featured Cody Rose defeating Shinsuke Nakamura in a good, good street fight main event. You also had CM Punk confronted Drew McIntyre, who called his ass out, which led to a very compelling promo stage where Drew McIntyre won. He beat CM Punk. In a promo exchange, he I looked better. He looked out. good. McIntyre called out Punk for not being a leader and declared for the men's Royal Rumble matchup. While Punk said that he would eliminate Drew last. Yes, that was his big comeback. Uh, Katana Chance and Caden uh, Carter picked up a win over Piper Niven and Chelsea Green to retain the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. Tommaso Ciampa beat Finn Balor in a pretty decent match to retain to uh, set up DIY as potential challengers for the Judgment Day. Meanwhile, Kofi Kingston and Ludwig Kaiser went to a double countout that was a solid affair. Post match, the two men brawled with Ludwig Kaiser getting the advantage and drop kicking Kofi's head into the steel steps. Uh, but good episode overall from Monday Night Raw. Drew McIntyre, though, the MVP. Drew Drew put Punk in his place. Punk is now 0-2 in promo exchanges. You know, it's funny. I was about to say that. Like his Terrible. I, I think what it is with Punk, I think he's holding back because he wants to give chances to the other guys. 
to get over. I think that's the reason you think why he. So? Yeah, I think that's yeah. why he held back because because I mean again we've seen better like we've seen better definitely yes he's been holding back because it's his way of you know putting putting those guys over he did it with Seth and he did it with Drew so I in that aspect I get it at the same time I'm like this is not what I want to see like I get what 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 he's doing but it's like it's gonna be to a point that is like. Bro, how many times are you gonna do this when you're getting cooked in the fucking promo battle? Yo, Again, I wanna yeah, see a Drew? And I love Drew McIntyre, but it's like you know he's not the strongest talker. Like when it comes to those yeah, two, but exactly. it was like if you let them it's like uh I mean like it was good on Drew. Don't get me wrong, it was, it, was, it, was, it was good on Drew. Let him slide. Yeah, yeah. Drew really needed that because he took, you know, at those two L's he took from Seth. So he really needed that. So it was a good look for him. It's just with Punk, I get where he's going with. It's just like this. I don't want this to be the norm. Like, you got to do something. <laughs> yeah. hope we don't continue to live in the PG Punk era. <laughs> rough out here in these streets. Uh, we got another Super Chat <laughs> donation from our good friend, Will Chisholm. Thank you so much, Will. He says, WWE is going to try everything to keep Cody because we know they look at him as the new Cena. Yes. There, they're they're gonna give him the bag. He's made. He's gonna make. Perfect, I think he's gonna make like ten mil. Marriage, man. Ain't nobody going nowhere. It's just how much and for how long. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. literally it. That, that's and the perks. All and things. the perks. Yeah, it's like, what am I getting out of this? If I sign this new yeah. deal, what am I getting out of this? But WWE has been making new moves, and they now have named the replacement for Kevin Dunn this week, as it was announced, uh, WWE announced the hiring of Lee Fitting. Lee Fitting is a good fit for the new role. <laughs> as been named. I'm about to say, does he? Because he looks Yo, like... These well, cats I'm pulled up a straight you. PS1 picture, bro. <laughs> Lee Fitting <laughs> is the new Kevin Dunn as he is the new head of media and production. The press release reads WWE part of TKO Group Holdings today announced that media industry veteran Lee Fitting has joined the company this week as head of media and production. Lee is a phenomenal leader and executive known for work that generates both critical acclaim and mass appeal, said WWE President Nick Khan. Fitting brings more than two decades of experience in production to WWE from ESPN, where he oversees our production for tentpole properties, including Monday Night Football, College Game Day, the College Football Playoffs, and many other properties within the Disney portfolio. So, Lee fitting the fit for WWE. What do you guys think? What did you think about the departure of Kevin Dunn from WWE? Top guy, JJ? <clears throat> I mean... It's Vince's lapdog. Of course, he was going to leave at some point. I mean, that, 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 was, that was pretty. That was pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, so, wow. so that now, now I'm starting to fully believe that Vince's involvement is going away. When the lappy yeah, is yeah, gone, everybody everybody when the lappy, is, when the lappy is gone, the lappy is gone. Oh, oh yeah, God. oh yeah. Times are starting to change a little bit. Now, now, now you start to feel things are starting to shift a little bit. Because the lap dog is gone. That's what I literally that's all that's all I've ever known for Kevin Dunn is he's a fucking lap dog. That's Vince's lappy. That's I still think Ariel's a I still think Ariel's a double agent. He he <laughs> finessed Physic Man 
And then once he got his name to sign the deal. Oh, absolutely. He sniped That's that. That's Ari Gold. Have y'all ever watched oh, Entourage? Him. Have y'all ever watched him. Entourage? That's Ari yeah, Gold. Yeah, I thought to everybody. I'm actually about to rewatch that over, SP. I'm going to rewatch oh, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, I told everybody. I was like, I was like, that's basically based off of him. Like, I told everybody. No, nobody believes me. I was like, no, it's legit based off him. basically based off him. We have another super chat. Yeah, I was Mm-hmm. From Will Chisholm, he says, "Big ups to the goats, our truth having the top selling shirt yes. with the Judgment Day." Yeah, that was the best part from Monday Night Raw. Was it that our truth vignette? Live, love, li- live, laugh, love. Yeah. Judgment Day. So good. It's so I love good. how none of these shirts have fucking JD in it. No, no, <laughs> none of them. None of the. Th- I, I, he has completely just. He lost, so he's out of judgment. Well, he, day. He's out of judgment. He's out of the merchandise <laughs> for judgment day. And he's out of merch too. No bread, no credit, no nothing, bro. <laughs> like, and it's funny how like they play into the whole aspect of like he's supposed to be judgment day, but then he's not really like he wasn't helping them in the matches at all. <laughs> WWE NXT this week they did seven hundred twenty-two thousand viewers. The show featured Dragon Lee beating Lexus King in a decent main event to retain the NXT North American Championship. But wait, there's more. Post-match, Obafemi came out to cash in his NXT Men's Breakout Tournament contract on Dragon Lee to win the NXT North American Championship. Baron, I like yeah. him. I'm an Oba like feminist. Him. You're an Oba I feminist. Like I Oba like feminist. him. I think. Is it is it true that he's the first NIL? Uh, yeah. After NIL to win a title? title. Yeah. Yeah. That that he's got look, He got some potential. Hope they don't yeah. fuck it up. Yeah. He's got a he's got a great look to him too. Like. Yeah. yeah he could be a. He's beast. like a young a young Big E. He is. I think that's what that's a perfect and that's yes 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 yes. Perfect. Yeah. A biggie. Yes. Where is Biggie? Poor In the Dusty Rose tag. We all know where Biggie's. Uh, the Dusty Rose tag team <laughs> classic tournament began as Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin picked up a win over Gallus, while Axiom and Nathan Frazier picked up their win over Hank and Tank to advance in the tournament. Blair Davenport beat uh, Nick and Nikita Lyons in an, a good opener, and you also had the family pick up the win over OTM to retain the NXT Tag Team Championships. But WWE has been experiencing some uh, changes a bit as they have been undergoing doing more partnerships with different promotions, including over in Japan. We talked about it last couple of weeks, their partnership with All Japan Pro Wrestling, and apparently there is more to that as it was reported. WWE is looking to potentially work more openly with Japanese promotions. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter have reported WWE is looking into establishing partnerships with Japanese wrestling promotions and that All Japan Pro Wrestling was just step one in the matter with Charlie Je- Dempsey uh, having gone there to compete against Triple Crown Champion Nakashima. Fightful Select reports that one source told them that WWE and AJPW relationship is a wait and see how it goes situation, but that thing or were looking positive thus far. The source noted that WWE has been more relaxed about the potential of working with other companies since Nick Khan came into power and AJPW sources said that uh, they were happy with Charlie Dempsey's performance and his appearance in their company and he was a great representative for WWE. There had been rumors that WWE potentially wanted to work with Stardom and NJPW and WWE sources told the outlet that no deal was in place and they weren't aware of any 
already conversations. The company has been said to be interested in some sort of connection with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but it's unlikely considering NJPW and AEW's relationship. In the latest Wrestling Observer uh, Radio, Dave Meltzer reported that the partnership between AJPW and WWE was well underway as a deal uh, was made between the two companies, and Fightful Select uh, uh, responded and said that they've heard the same thing. So it seems like we're going to see more of WWE and All Japan Pro Wrestling working together as long as they don't, you know, gut it and take over the whole company and it goes out of business in a year. This is a lot better than every other promotion that I've lived with WWE partner up with. Yeah, the only thing I would say for WWE, if they're going to do it, like, you know, going forward, is they, they, they're going to have to find a way to make them, make the other company look good too. Like, as in, like, promoting their stuff or mentioning them. I think that's a, that would be, I think that's a fair thing to do because I've seen it, like, remember with Impact, they let Mickey James participate in the Royal Rumble all. Yep. WWE really did was mention she was an Impact Women's Champion, not the Knockouts yep. Champion. Yep, and they didn't even get Impact, the name right. And Impact did way more for Mickey James for that Rumble parent for appearance than WWE did. You know, and that's all I really asked for in that technical aspect of things. So it's like if you're gonna partner up with a company, make sure like you know, just it doesn't hurt. You use social media, use certain things, use your platform to like at least promote them too, because you want people to be familiar with that product too. If you're going to be in partnerships with something, you got to have them familiar with what you're working with. And, I, and I'll say, and I'm, I'll be critical of AEW here. AEW doesn't even do that well. Yeah, exactly. Well. Like, like Eddie yeah. Kingston had a match with Willa Yuta on Rampage last night, and he has a title defense tonight against Gabe Kidd on NJPW Battle in the Valley. Not fucking yeah. once did anybody on commentary mention that shit. Yeah. And that's uh, I'm like that's something that I think they really need to work on. Like, you know, be partners with, with people or whatever the case may be, or whatever you feel like. That's something that they, they have to do, in my opinion. And it's all around. I agree, one hundred percent. but I mean, you got to, you got to, got to, got to. That's how the partnership is gonna work if you're gonna if you're gonna try to make it work at least. Uh, but let's move on to NJPW news as uh NJPW they had the week off in advance of Battle in the Valley tonight, but we got some tidbits of news to discuss uh, with Kashika Okada, who is currently uh booked for multiple shows after his NJPW contract is set to expire, according to the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Okada's deal ends on uh, January 31st, and he's currently booked for every card after February 1st, where a full card was announced. There's no word on if he has signed a new deal, but this news doesn't necessarily mean that he has. Will Osprey's deal also ends on the 31st, and he is booked for the new beginning in Osaka card on February 11th, but at the very least, Okada appears to be working a full schedule for the next month at the very least. In other contract news, Gabe Kidd uh, was reported to be a his contract is about to expire at the end of the month. On Tuesday, Fightful Select reported this. He's been a member of the Bullet Club War Dogs since last year. Kid is planned for the upcoming 515 cage match on February 11th as Bullet Club War Dogs versus United Empire at New Beginning in Osaka. And Kid has been with New Japan for four years since joining them in January 2020. And he has been a regular also for Red Pro. In his time with NJPW, he won the strong openweight tag team titles as a member of Bullet Club War Dogs along with 
Alex Coglin. But if we're talking about free agents, we got to bring up Tama Tonga as he got trolled this week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think that's a story that I'm sure Top Guy JJ will enjoy. Tama Tonga. Okay was uh, changed on New Japan's site as no longer being the Never Open Way champion because they did an angle where Evil invaded the NJPW website headquarters and had under duress the, the, the organizers of the website change the website where they deleted <laughs> Tamatanga's profile, God bless you, and Thank then you. changed Tamatanga from not being Never Open Way champion to Evil being the Never Open Way champion. They did the whole angle and they aired it on New Japan social media. Uh, New Japan then released a statement saying Tama's profile has been properly has been properly uh properly replaced. It's a it, they well they put at the time it was a company decision that Tama is already fired. I don't have to come to Nagoya event either. Ha 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 this is what evil wrote on social media. The two are set for a match on January 20th at New Beginning in Nagoya. <laughs> But Tamatanga did say that this is his last full month in NJPW. So what do you think about Tamatanga leaving the company and potentially people saying that he might join up with WWE? Mm. Mm. <laughs> the fact that we did the same face is like to say it all. Like, don't do it, friend. Oh, no, you that, don't that's, need that's to do too, it. Yes. But no, he probably wants to uh, I get though. he wants to money. come to the American. He probably wants to come to, to, to US soil. I know he's been with New Japan Pro Wrestling for a very, very long time. So I think I I, I understand it's time for a move. Time for a change. Oh, this, However, this, 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 this is—he's gonna—he is gonna have to make. He's gonna have to make it work. Go like when I mean by him, by what I'm no, by what I mean by him, he is gonna have to present such a good package that the WWE, if he goes there, has to use and maybe alter yep. a little bit. If he just goes there as who he is, and they have to brand him, his career is over. Yep. Like, 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 like it, it, because it's one, he's a tag team specialist for GOD. Like, so, so, so career is his partner. He's gotten gotten way better as a singles though. But is his partner coming with, is his his partner's not coming? No, no, right? So it's just him. That, so, so, right. So I don't know. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like there is any good that can come out of this. If he is not presenting something on his own, because I, yeah. I think I don't think that they can package him because I don't I don't believe in their presentation of just new people. Like, I just don't I don't I don't have much faith in it. Yeah. Um, and in regards to him, I think uh, I think there it's going to happen just because, like, they were the ones that are, they were the heavy favorites when he was his contract was coming up before. Came first up time. Last, year. last year, they were the heavy favorites. <sighs> But then also, even with the age range, uh, he fits in with WWE. They love their 40-plus guys. He's already, he's already in his 40s. Uh, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing either because LA Knight is 42. Uh, so, um, Damian Priest or Money in the yep. Bank, the yep. future, That's 40 yep. years old. The future. Yep. The future. So, so, like, age range, it makes sense because, like, that's what they go for now, too. Um but I do agree with Top Guy. I don't think that it's a situation where anything significant is going to happen if he goes to WWE. But um, if he's, yeah, yeah, that's about it. But it's like even with that, it's like ugh, how many times we've seen that, and it's like it goes absolutely nowhere. Um, so it's like 
even with that, it'll be a nice spark. I just don't see nothing significant happening from that. But then I also get the, you know, he wants to be closer to his family. You know, that's that's, that's what that makes that's sense. That's the main yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the main thing. So if he's comfortable of where he wants to go, you know, if he's comfortable going to the and getting the check, I'm uh, I'm okay with that. So, like if that's, that's what right. he wants. That's, that's what he yeah, wants. Exactly. That's you know, we, I, I'm not gonna argue that. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. not gonna argue mm-hmm. that. That's that's the way that if it's time to settle down, it's time to settle down. But if this is not, I don't feel at all this is gonna be like a a move to to ignite or like create this new career. Like I I I just don't it it just doesn't feel like if he was younger even room. Yeah, like if he was younger, if he was like in his you know, like early 30s or like I think in that aspect if I could see that, but I just don't see any like where he's at now. We don't even know how many years he has left wrestling in general. So it's like even now his career is winding down. And you know, retrospect. Yeah. Uh finally with New Japan news, uh have an update on two guys who are have been uh getting some eyes as far as New Japan fans, Matt Riddle and Jacob Fatu. Uh the two men had a matchup at MLW Kings of oh Coliseum, and they were and they are both booked for the Battle in the Valley show. We'll do quick fire uh predictions for that to close the show. Dave Meltzer noted in the latest Wrestling Observer radio that the reason uh, Fatu is on the card is through a deal with MLW. NJPW and MLW have started a working relationship with more NJPW wrestlers will be appearing on MLW shows and MLW wrestlers appearing on NJPW shows. Riddle, meanwhile, will be working for both companies, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, In more news, but this time moving over to TNA, speaking of free agents, Alexander Hammerstone is booked for tonight's Hard to Kill event, and Fightful Select had a report on him saying that he has not signed a full-time deal with TNA as of this time. However, there have been talks about the possibility of that happening and TNA is expected to announce several signings soon including some book for this weekend uh Fightful Select had that report earlier this week mentioning that TNA will mention a bunch of signings over the next couple of weeks but that brings us to Chrissy Love's favorite time of the show match <laughs> of the week there you say the your best three to five matches from this past week and I have a nice little stat for you, Miss Christy Love. I saved this for what? you. I did not mention it last last uh, last week because I wanted to save it for you. So I will give you one guess, one opportunity to guess. There is one man that was had been featured on the match of the week for 2023. What is this? 42 out of 51 weeks that we did True Hill Heat in 2023. Who is that person? Bryanson, Daniel. Brian Danielson was in fact third on our list. Damn. Okay. Let me. Okay. Give one more. I give one more. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Is it New Japan or is it like someone here? Can't give you that. You gotta guess. Damn it. He's <laughs> not gonna give you that. Damn it. One lost spray. There you go. You you were gonna hit it. I was like, I can't. I was like, it's too obvious. If I say New Japan, you're gonna think it's Osprey anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. so who was number two? Uh, Zach Saber Jr. Whoa. Okay. Just so I, was edge, I think he, so I was he the... edged Brian by like one week, but they are wow. like. I think Zach. Yeah, Zach had uh 29 weeks, and Brian had 28. That's crazy. So, but that Will is, had 42. 
42. I mean, all of that year. Well, he's been working. I mean, he listen. Has he has week. But this is a week where we won't be mentioning Will Ospreay. Uh, right. Right. But I will start things off with the uh, match of the week. Uh, not as many options as last right. week when I gave when I gave ten matches and Jeremy trolled me about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, Jeremy he kept saying Snoop Dogg for everything. Yes, he, he named Snoop Dogg award as the award winner for every award that we did he last week. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Number... It was so funny, though. Okay, it was. It was great. Number five for me: Sting and Darby Allen versus the Don Callis family from uh, Dynamite Homecoming. I thought that was just a fun, insane oh, triple t- uh, toss him across the ring, oh God, like a somersault. So like it was so great. It. I had so many memes, so many memes of the tossing Darby. Oh my you know, God, it was so great. Yo, you know, I was telling Chris because we were watching it live when it happened. I was like, Yo, they did the old school Batman 1960s throw. I was like, in some of the episodes when they threw Batman and Robin off the boat, that's the way they did it. They're like, one, <laughs> two, three. Yo, I was dying. Yo, I loved but, it. But Dar- Darby said something when this was from last week. So he was like, Yo, when he had the match with Takeshna, which was a banger. Um, yeah. He was like, yo, I fucking love wrestling. Like, I don't give a shit. He's like, I do this for you guys. Like, even if I get my ass beat, like, I do this because I love it and I have a great time. Thank you. And he left. Love <laughs> like, it. I love that. Love like, uh, number four for me, I had to throw in the show some love to the ladies this week. Number four for me, I'm going Queen Amnieta yes! versus uh, from Rampage. Number uh, three for me, I'll go Eddie Kingston versus Trent Beretta from uh, Rampage. Oh, uh, no, from Collision last week. I etched that out just over uh, Wheeler Yuta and him from last night. Uh, number two, FTR versus House of Black, and number one, uh, Hangman versus Claudio from Dynamite. Chrissy, uh, I pretty much have the same from like you do, just in different orders. Um, but yes, number um, five, Sting and Darby uh, versus um, um, you know, uh, number four is going to be um. Well, I only have three, actually, to be honest. Sorry. Okay. That's fair. It was a short week. It was a short week, and I wasn't really in tune to be watching everything like I needed to I be. Um, but uh, number two, I am going to go with um, FTR, House of Black. And then uh, number one, I'm going to give it to the ladies this week because this is my girl. I'm rooting for her. I'm one, I don't know what her stands are or what they call them. But she's from Zamunda, and we are with her, and we are standing strong. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, those are my pack. Those are mine for the week. I know she's not from Zamunda. Don't tell her that, please. I know she's not. Top guy, JJ. Oh, I'm not sure I can give you five, but I can give you at least three of them that are three, maybe yeah. four that I liked a lot. Um, I'm gonna definitely show that 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 women's eight man match some love. That oh, eight yes, women match some love for them. Okay, I from, 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 from Dynamite. Like I still, I, I really love that match. That shit was really good. From the same card, I would go with um, Hangman and um, Hangman and Claudio. Okay, uh, so I don't, I can't yeah. give any particular yeah. order. Um, let's see. I don't. WWE. Can I add those to my so Yeah, you just need one. You just need one more. It's, there's so many weak matches on WWE. Yeah, like there was, was like the best the best match WWE put on this week was probably like Cody and Nakamura. That was probably yeah, that's like my WWE choice. 
Like Kobe even Nakamura that was, was, yeah, it was like, like even that, that was, was and it was that like was the, mid, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't really feeling many of the WWE matches this week. Like it, it just, mm. they're, they're not, they're too focused on like. Um, I do like, I did like the Sting and I did like the tag with Sting and Darby Allen versus um Hobbs and Takeshka. That yeah. that was another good one. That was another good one. So yeah, I got there. You go, you got four. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> most of my matches were from AEW this week. Uh, Josh, yeah, yeah, pretty much yeah, the card, the AEW card was the best because I yeah, didn't see I got collision a, or I didn't see collision or rampage, so I can't, I can't say. Yeah, I got I uh, top three for the week. Uh, the main event from Dynamite that was really good. Um, Adam Page versus um, Claudio, and then number one for me is Kingston versus Barretta, just because I really like the hard hitting. Kingston has gotten to a point that I'm like, every time he comes out, I already know he's gonna have a great performance. Yeah. That's how I've that that's how I feel about Kingston now. And for a lot of shit that people were saying about, like, you know, like, oh, why why is his first opponent Beretta? Beretta's really good. The dude's under yeah, I think he's really underrated. Like he could he could put on some bangers. I, I think mean, he's really good. My thing on him. I don't I don't know. I don't know who he is. What what are you besides a friend? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I get that. I think, I think really good. Beretta would have been fine for the second defense, but you kind of, yeah, you, you kind of lowered down the Continental Crown immediately. The first one, top stars, yeah, top stars yeah. were fighting for it when Beretta yeah. is the first challenger. That kind of does define it down a little bit. No, it does, but then at least he they they put on a bank like a yeah. banger with that, especially the blood started happening. I was like, oh shit. Like it was great, great fucking right in the face. It was great. Uh, <laughs> let's go rapid fire with TNA Hard to Kill as well as NJPW Battle in the Valley. Yes, it's going to be a busy Saturday night. As you got AEW, you got TNA making their return for the first time in years. And the big question is, who will be the mystery signing to TNA wrestling? And to just give people a hint, I will throw out my who I think I have kind of gone firm on this. I think it is Nick Nemeth, the former Dolph Ziggler. Who do you think it is, Chrissy Love? Who do you think is the mystery signing for TNA? I'm sick of these trolls. Like, I don't know. Like, these wrestlers need to get it together. Like, just just come on already. Um, but Dolph would be a great addition. I don't know if that would be like considered like the like the hype now, the biggest like signing of the year i don't i disagree with that part but um his name is i mean we're only we're only 13 days into the year so it would be. Well, i mean i know but he said that I, sp did no he said the biggest the biggest signing in tna history well is that and who right see i mean i mean that, that, there's not many options out there there's there's mercedes, there's mercedes monet who would fit that build right. and then there are there are options that are lower than that build and nick nemeth is the highest of the lowest highest of the lowest that's a great thing to say great okay i want to be the highest of the lowest people to sign basically the hype train of how it was with um when aw had that announcement of that that big person that came and everybody knew it was christian cage got it Hey, he said one of. He didn't say it was bigger than Angle. He didn't say it was bigger <laughs> than Christian Cage. He said one of. Caveat. Okay. okay. Uh, sure. JJ, who do you think sure. it is? I don't fucking know. I don't think the free agent pool is really that big right now in wrestling. So, yeah, I, well, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, who you got, uh, Josh? Definitely. Um, I want that Taylor Swift. Maybe, <laughs> maybe him, but it's like, 
<laughs> it's like you know what? You know what? Fuck it. Let's just. This is this is happening tonight. Damn, it can't be it can't, it can't it can't it can't be Matt Riddle because he's fucking he's fighting. New Japan show. Yeah, like th- that's a fucking dub. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we gotta go with Nemeth then. Fuck it. Uh let's job, Damn. move yeah, on to the okay. countdown to hard to kill. You got three matches set for that. As you got the team TNA originals, Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian versus Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers. Who you got, JJ? Um, See, this is hard because Frank doesn't really win. Yeah, yeah, and Eric Young is like the fact that he's still wrestling is fucking amazing. Um, we're gonna go with um Edwards and Myers. Yeah, same. I'll go with the TNA originals since TNA is returning on the show, guys. Um, Josh, who you got? Oh, I'm going with the TNA originals just because of that. It was was so impact. It would have been the yeah, yeah. One's called TNA Originals, and TNA's returning on the show. It's probably probably them that's gonna win. Um, Darren is the original guys. Yes, Tricky and 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 EY. Uh, you got a battle of two former Impact World Champions, Ritz Swan going one on one with Steve Macklin. I got Macklin. Who you got? Uh, I got Macklin. AJ. Yeah, I'm going Macklin too. Damn, no Chrissy? love for Rich Swan. I got Rich Swan on no. this one. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I I like Rich Swain. I don't mind him. Rich Swain, you know Swain. what? I can't. Rich Swain for the TNA Digital Media Championship. No disqualification. Tommy this Dreamer is crazy. versus Crazy. Right. Steve. Yeah, yeah Crazy Steve should win. This is crazy. Yeah, crazy yeah, Steve yeah. Should win. Now gotta yeah. see that guy's reaction. It's just funny because you all, <laughs> all you see the thing, and we can see his reaction. <laughs> Yo, I just saw Tommy Dreamer on a match card, bro. Like this is no, crazy. no, that ass. He wrote, like my friend asked me that. Like, he was like, crazy. "Why is Tommy Dreamer a champion?" So I was like, "You asking the wrong person." Like and holding a belt. Yes, bro. he got a whole ass belt. Like, yes. This shit is wild, son. Like this is not <laughs> so nineteen. This is not two thousand and one, bro. This is two thousand. 24. So this man has got a strap on his shoulders. So you got crazy Steve. Yep, crazy Steve for the win, friend. Okay, cool. Uh, moving on to the main Sheesh. card. You got PCO going one-on-one with Dirty Dango, who will have uh, Otis Prudius, the former Vladimir Kozlov, as well as Afa Bravo in his corner. Who you got? PCO versus Dirty Dango, JJ. Yo, bro, PCO look like he fucking aged like 20 years in like he two. Has. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go with Dirty Dango because PCO just look like he's gonna barely make it. Josh, who you got? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with Dirty Dango. Chrissy. Dirty Dango should definitely win this match. PCO just signed with the company again. He's got oh my god, I can't uh, hey, same, same thing as Dirty Dango. You can find a new deal too. Yeah, that's true. Dirty Dango. <laughs> Uh, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, former mm. Impact World Champion, goes one-on-one with one of the longest reigning world champions in the modern era, former MLW heavyweight champion, Alex Hammerstone, in his TNA debut. Chrissy oh Love, who you got? Well, if it's his debut, that means he probably should win, right? I mean, we talked about him not signing, though. <sighs> All right, go to Josh, then. Josh? No, I'm saying I'm going with Josh. I know, I know you are, but I, I thought it was funny to say Josh. No, I think, I think, I think uh, Alexander wins. I think Hammerstone, all he has to do is show, you know, showcase his talent. 
that's all he really has to do in the match. But pretty excited to see this match. Hammerstone is pretty underrated. It's gonna um, be a horse fight. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking you forward to it. Two big, big beefy men. Yeah, especially because you know, uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't big know him. Meaty men okay. slapping meat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> JJ, who you got? I'm gonna go with the walking weapon. He's gonna worried. slap more meat. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Alexander as well. We got the second ever knockouts ultimate x matchup the winner of the first knockouts ultimate x tasha steals goes up against alicia edwards giselle shaw jody threat zaya brookside and danny luna some big contenders in this matchup like tasha steals former champion won the first ever knockouts ultimate x giselle shaw has been chasing championship gold since she came to impact two years ago alicia edwards is an original jody threat had an undefeated streak danny luna just recently signed with the company and Zaya Brookside making her return. Chrissy Love, who you got? I got a toss between Giselle and Tasha, but I'm going to go with Tasha. JJ? Yeah, I, I got to go with Tasha Steels. Uh Josh? I'm going to go with Shaw. I think uh, this is the best opportunity you could do something with her at this point. We got to interview Giselle Shaw. She's one of the nicest people I've ever interviewed. But most of all, she's just been chasing championship gold and never been able to win oh, she's it. Never been so win? This oh, she's is going to be oh, it feels like this the opportunity for her big win here. So I yeah. think she has to win to get the shot at the okay. Knockout World title. Uh, this one should be a guaranteed banger. For the TNA Tag Team Championships, ABC defends in a four-way against the Rascals, Speedball Mike Bailey and Trent Seven, Speedball Mountain, and the Grizzled Young Vets making their There's TNA a lot going on. debut. <laughs> Who you got, JJ? Jesus Christ. Like, this is a match. God damn. Yeah. I like the rascal. God damn. I, I, I oh my god, it's my I like fucking Mike Bailey and Trent Seven. But oh shit. I, I'm gonna go with the debut and Grizzled Young Vets. I'm gonna agree with JJ. I'm going with GYV for the Holy win. Shit, for real? Cash, who you got? Um, I don't know. I that match is gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good. I got ABC winning, but I wouldn't be mad at Grizzled Young Vets. Winning it, I think. I they, just want to see a good match and like makes a good statement for them. If they win it now, like that's a kind of a guarantee that they're staying for a minute. Mm. Chrissy, who you got? Oh, I said ABC from the get go, friend. I'm sorry. Okay, I was going to go. I said Rascals because I like them, but I said ABC to retain. This one should be another guaranteed banger for the Damn. X Division Championship. Chris Saban, the the 10-time champion defends against Kushida and Elio Del Vikingo, the AAA mega champion. Kushida just re-signed with the company. He has a lot of history with Chris Saban in their tag team with Alex Shelley. And then you got Chris Saban, the 10-time champion, Vikingo, who's one of the best high flyers in the world. Chrissy, who you got? So is Vikingo, uh, who else? Kushida and Saban. Uh... Black Kingo. JJ, who you got? Just shout out so far. This is actually a really good card. Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Kushida. Who you got, Josh? Kushida. 
I'm going to agree with Josh and JJ. I'm going to go with Kushida. I he feel just like, yeah, he just resigned with the company and he has like a, he has a dual contract with new Japan and TNA. So I think they got to make a big statement to have him get the win here. And okay. I think that's not the only title that's going to be changing hands on this card. <laughs> As Trinity will defend the TNA Knockouts World Championship against Jordan Grace, who won the call. Do Trinity with this kind of picture? I don't care. She's leaving. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with Jordan Grace for the win. Who you got, Josh? Uh, Jordan Grace. Just because. Spoiler alert. Jordan Grace. Spoiler alert. We've been talking about Clean sweep. You shouldn't even fucking ask this question. Yeah, I I was even <laughs> to be honest with you. I was even surprised they, they presented her with a new title. To be honest with but, you, I was but, surprised they even did it. There's the caveat. Her final. This is not her final show with TNA. Her final show is no. in Orlando, her hometown. That's great. She could lose it there. That's great. It's not she couldn't retain here and then lose it there. Is there a pay per view between now and then? No. It's a no. no. So then this is the pay per view. She drops it. Chrissy, <laughs> you're going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going with you guys to say Jordan, um, because we already know that Trent is leaving. She's going back home to her man, Jimmy. Mm, there we go. Uh, we got Alex Shelley defending the TNA heavyweight Yeet. championship against <laughs> Moose. Moose won the Freaks of Fire case for the ch- opportunity. Who you got, JJ? First of all, I love I like the fact that Alex Shelley has held this belt for this long. Like mm-hmm. this is this is actually this is act, mm-hmm. I thought this was gonna be like a one month and done. Um but uh if that title has changed and I think Alex Shelley's got her, he's gonna retain. I don't think they're just gonna be flipping over all their titles in one pay-per-view. Chrissy. Shelley for the win. I'm gonna agree with you guys, Josh. Uh Shelley, I think he retains. There we go. That should it. Yeah, I I do agree with JJ. That's a really great card. I think that TNA is going to deliver uh, tonight a really good show. A damn good card. I'm like, damn. This I, was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. Match 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 match. Match. I was like, damn. I was like, damn. <laughs> I can see why your building. The venue is almost sold out too. They had less than 100 tickets available, mm-hmm. and they sold those late. And where's it at? Where's it show at? Vegas. Uh, in Vegas. Vegas. Okay. They were not selling well just a couple of weeks ago, so they sold a lot of those tickets late. So really on TNA, yeah. Uh, but we got our newest member, Benny. Thank you so much being a member of our the channel here. We appreciate the support. One dollar a month, let's you can go. Hit that join button and become a member as well. And let's end off uh, this show here with some predictions for NJPW Battle in the Valley tonight. We won't do the pre-show here because they got just the NJPW Academy guys as Vandergrip <laughs> goes against Goldie, as well as Stephanie Vaquel of CMLL going up against Viva Van. Uh, we won't do a lot of these prelim matches as well because I know I wouldn't get the, the right names or the right answers from the guys here. So we got uh, first Dota Amino, Amino, uh, Amino and uh, Fred Rosser, Jacob Fatu teaming up to get to face Team Filthy. We got Mascarera Dorado teaming up with Varador Jr. to verse Rocky Romero and Sabrano Jr. We also got David Finley going one-on-one with TJP. But the first matchup here, we'll predict 
for the NJPW Strong Openweight Championship. Our good friends, the Gorillas of Destiny, El Fantasmo and Hikaleo, defending the strong openweight tag team titles against the Bullet Club War Dogs, Alex Coglin and Clark Connors. JJ, who you got? Oh, G.O.D. Fuck them other guys. To <laughs> 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 me? Yes, Chris. Oh, that didn't he? I was wondering. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I was so busy laughing that JJ. Yeah, to me, me too. I didn't hear it. I was like, oh, I didn't wow. hear what you said. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, El Fata- yeah, those people over there. <laughs> G-O-D. D-O-D. Those people, uh, those no, people over those there. Those people, <laughs> those niggas over there. That's just um, racist. <laughs> uh, They're going to retain. Don't yeah. trust those new niggas with the figures <laughs> on the trigger. Um, we got <laughs> next up for the NJPW Strong Women's Championship. Julia will defend against Trish Adora of the NJPW Academy. And another interesting scenario similar to Trinity. As we've been hearing all the reports that Julia is leaving when her contract expires in March. So plenty of time if she makes it through this show. But... This seems like an opportunity for her to drop the title. Chrissy, who do you got? Uh, yeah, I, I was just about to say, isn't she going to leave? But okay, I think she. Sh- I think this would be the best place for her to lose. So yeah, let let the other girl have. It. I'm I'm sorry, Frantic. I, I don't know. Please. And yes, a lot of people saying this is WWE versus AEW since Trisha Dora does have a per appearance deal with AEW, and right. Julia has basically got one foot in the door at WWE. Who do you got, uh, JJ, Trisha Dora or Julia? Uh, I think you have to go with Trisha Dora. I think you have to go with Trisha Dora, um, it, 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 especially with the working relationship. And Julia out. She out, bro. She out. She deuces. She got one foot out the door. Josh, who you got? Uh, I'm actually going to go the opposite. I think she retains. I'm gonna go milk with Trish on milk day. <laughs> yeah, I can see, I can see them doing that too. But milk I'm gonna, day too. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Trisha Dora. It seems like she's like the girl there. Yeah, they're building. No, up I mean, like, it'll be a good thing for for Trish. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just think I think they're gonna find a way of to keep it a little bit longer before she actually loses it and then leaves. I think that's what's good. But that anything Maybe. could happen. Makes sense. And then we got the NJPW in-ring debut of Matt Riddle as he will team up with X to face TMDK's Zack Sabre Jr. and Bad Dude Tito. Uh, X has been rumored to be Jeff Cobb of United Empire, but he used to be tag team partners with Matt Riddle when he was on the independent scene. But who do you got winning? Who do you got winning this one, Chrissy Love? Um, I would definitely say Matt Riddle and guest partner. Um, they will pin the other guy, not Zap Saber Jr. That also the other guy. JJ. It says oh, his yeah. name right there, too. This oh, is a bad dude, Tito. Oh, Literally, the other guy, okay. the other guy that's the, named Tito. The graphic Tito. is in the way. I'm sorry. Just say Tito then. Tito Jackson. Tito? Okay. Um, they, oh, yeah, we, yeah, it's a busy, busy weekend for Matt Riddle. Since it's gonna be a successful weekend beating fucking Jacob Fatu and fucking Zach Saber Jr. in the same weekend. This guy is building up his fucking indie accolades. So you got Matt Riddle and them, Josh. Who you got? Uh, same thing, Matt. Matt Riddle's uh, squad. Yeah, I got Riddle and possibly Cobb to get the win. And I agree with Chrissy on Bad Dude Tito or that other guy. 
Uh, Eddie Kingston will defend the AEW Continental Crown in what will be a scrap with the Bullet Club War Dogs. Gabe Kid, who you got, Josh? Uh, Kingston. JJ. Yeah, Eddie Kingston. Chrissy. Across the board, friend. Unanimous Eddie Kingston for the win, and this one should be a straight up banger. No disqualification. John Moxley goes one on one with Shingo Takagi. JJ, who you got? I'm going with Shingo Takagi here. I feel like Mox has been on a little bit of a losing streak lately. Yes, he, this is the first time he's coming off two losses in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Shingo. Chrissy, who you got? Moxley should win. Josh? Um, I'm going with Mox. I'm going to go with Moxley as well. And then finally, the main event, the rivalry continues or will conclude as Osprey will go one-on-one with Kashika Okada. Both men's contracts about to expire in just two weeks' time, so this may be their final showdown, their 10th match ever with Okada owning a 7-2 record. JJ, who you got? Dum dum dum. <laughs> uh, Will I, I'm going with Will Osprey. I think he leaves sending a message. I'm going with Will Osprey. Chrissy, you know I never bet against my man. So uh. Will, Will. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Okada because they're still trying to sign him. I'm going with Okada because he's staying. but that is the card for njpw battle in the valley that is also tonight starting at 10 p.m eastern time that's going to be available on trilla and we made it through a whole big uh big podcast in not four hours we did in three uh jj thank you so so much for rejoining us miss chrissy love uh uh, of course the true draw josh we'll start with JJ, let the people know where they can follow you on social media and when you'll join us again. On Instagram, you can find me at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. That's mainly the place I interact with the most. And if you have anything on YouTube, let me know. If you have shit going on, I'm on YouTube. So you show up to the sports channel for work, but you don't come here. Okay, hold on. So first of all, yeah, I want you to keep this on. Keep keep this here real quick. All right, Miss 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 Boss Lady over there. So True Hill Heat happens Saturday mornings. I love you too. But True Hill Heat happens Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. I know. Football happens at Sunday night, Monday night. Thursday night. <laughs> True Hill Heat never happens at night. No. <laughs> so, okay. So Fair. that's why I cannot make so many episodes. Well, um, we appreciate you. I, on sh- I got one in Feb. I got one in February coming up too. So one in February coming up. Your quota. Month, you've, I- you've done your one month quota, guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I was eleven for twelve. I was eleven for twelve. I was. 11, I, had, I was on here eleven episodes last year. So listen, that's, that's a lot. You- so, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, we, we, we trying. So, this year we want for one. We want for one. So, <laughs> this is like the easy time. The one a month's here. This is easy. Like January, February, March. That's easy. But good to be back on here with you guys. This has been fun as usual. Like I said, it felt like a throwback episode. So, yes. felt like that. Talking about fucking Jinder Mahal. (laughs) 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 You know, hearing an SP3 seven year in the making rant. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that was built in. 
you felt that. It was, yeah, you felt it, that it, from it his core. Yep. That shit it was, came yeah, from uh-huh. here. Mm-hmm. It came from that that plex area right there. Diaphragm. Yeah, yeah, and and then and then it just came out with such perfection. You know, I didn't even have a com- I didn't even want to have a comeback to that because I was like, I'm so proud of this man. I'm so proud of this man. Thank you so much, JJ. We appreciate you. Uh True Draw Josh has been filling in a lot. We appreciate you, Mr. Yes. Clutch. Uh we're gonna give you the floor, let everybody know where they can follow you. Uh you can follow me, JM Punk three two one. Twitter and, and Instagram uh, every Wednesday's Elite Heat. And I might be back next weekend for for what, 260? That's the episode? Yes, sir. Big one, 260. Yeah. I can't so believe 360. is happening this year. Yeah, I might, I might be back. It all depends on the scheduling. It's just I'm, I'm, I'm in a sit and wait mode, so it could happen or, you know, if anything, go find me Wednesdays. You know it, King of the North. I'm always causing nothing but trouble. And no, 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 King of the North. JJ is on the Brock Lesnar schedule. When you talk about Roman Reigns schedule, Chrissy Love, let the people do, know where they I can follow you. <laughs> you guys, you, you don't give me enough you, credit. You take a one week off, and then we have to put the return, Missy, Miss Chrissy Love return. I need Romeo or or Josh to put Chrissy. Wait, wait, are you going to be here next week, Chrissy? Reigns. On the Roman Reigns return, funeral is next Saturday. Oh, uh, no, of course, yeah, you got love. of course, you got good reason. Uh, let everybody know where they can follow you. Chrissy. That's why I wasn't here last week, friends. Um, however, um, yeah, uh, so apparently Fridays I have been like filling in and like being their uh, number three person. So, uh, catch me on uh, Know Your Role. If you didn't see it last night, we reviewed uh, SmackDown. I was there yet again for two. This is my was my second week in a row. Um, other than that, you can find me on the flagship show. I, I, I wasn't even I wasn't even informed too. I, I would have put you in the description and stuff. Like they ain't even yeah, tell they, me. They didn't. Yeah, it, it, I mean, that's okay. Neither here nor there, friends. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Hey, I'm here. Most Saturdays, now that SP wants to, like, you know, do this. With our flagship show. I can't say every Saturday because he's like, I'm on a Roman Reigns schedule. So apparently, since I'm I'm starting off the year wrong, I'm this is only going to be like my second. It's going to be my second time missing. Well, I mean, two a month is not bad, though. So, you know. Anywho. SP got her thinking real hard. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could see his face because he's just rolling right now. (laughs) Catch me every Saturday, 11.05 for our flagship show, which is True Hill Heat. Sorry, Faces Hills will be back tomorrow. Um, Yeah. So be there, be square. Um, Put me on round tables. I do watch alongs. If I am free and available, hit me up. Thank you. Chrissy, like, we'll we'll negotiate off air. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Thank you. Yes, she's on the island with Roman enjoying the sun. Let her live her best life. Uh, Thank you, Val. I appreciate you. I don't know who did the hearts the last time, but here it goes again. See, look who did that. See, see. I see it now. I see it now. Uh, It's the MacBook, right? You have a MacBook? I do. Yeah, that's what the new MacBook does. Yeah. And you, if you do one. thumbs up, 
if you do thumbs up a certain way, it'll like do like stars or fireworks. I think you oh, just okay. have to do it like a certain way. You can keep okay. trying while I do my stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying well, uh, Andrew USB3 <laughs> on the Twitter machine. No, I don't want to do it. You can follow the gang, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at True Hill Heat, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. Three dollars a month gets you exclusive content, the True Hill Heat prediction championship, and more. Pro Wrestling Tees.com for uh for your wear.com for exclusive content. True Hill Heat Sports go over there. We got our watch along starting. J- just in a couple of hours for the wild card weekend. So go over there and check that out and check out our previews oh, of Hard to Kill. Be a long fucking day of streaming. Jeez. Thank I'm you. I'm probably gonna be on the True Hill Heat Sports side with the with the football games happening in a couple of hours at four o'clock. Really quickly, before I wasn't able to uh because I wasn't here last week and this happened last week. Um, really quickly to everyone that has either donated, retweeted, said anything about the wrestling club, these children are very excited. Um, it's a lot of logistics still going on behind the scenes that, you know, has not been said forth as of yet, but thank you to everyone that has brought, donated, did everything you could. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate you. And thank you to Cody Rhodes. If Cody Rhodes, if Tony Khan passes you the link, because we know Tony Khan watches, so. Yes, he said, he said, when we saw him on Wednesday, he said, oh, I heard you guys are going to WrestleMania. So he's what he watches. He knows. He he knows. That's the wow. first thing he said to Mr. Perry. You need to you need to start like to- talking to Tony. Like I'm on True Hill. He I know you're watching. I um, did. I t- I told him I was like, listen, I do a podcast, but he really wasn't really trying to you know talk to me. I was like, you gotta get my boy SP. You know, he, he was like, you gotta you gotta be like you yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Jimmy Macaram, right? <laughs> so um, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. He'll he'll cut off the conversation. You bring him up. Yeah, he kind of yeah, he kind of like kind of mushed brushed me to the guy. Yeah, he went to the next people to talk to them. He didn't really want to hear me. So for Josh, Miss Chrissy, love top guy JJ. Thank you all for joining us. Remember to drop the thumbs up, share it with your friends, subscribe if you are new. This has been our flagship podcast, True Hill Heat Two Fifty Nine. Hard to hinder in the valley. We are signing off until next time, y'all. Don't hit the gender, you bastards! <laughs> <laughs>